Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. And welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. I am joined today, as always, by my fellow co-host, Andrew. Hey, Corey. And Blaine. Well, hey there. (laughs) Well, hey there. (laughs) Gentlemen, today we are talking about the film You Only Live Twice. Fill them up. Yeah. <laughs> so Move them out. <laughs> this is going to be our the fifth James Bond, and also the fifth outing for good old Bond Shawnery. He's back. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, yes. 1967, directed by Lewis Gilbert, who also mm-hmm. did The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. You're damn yeah. right he did. And Doubled up with the... <laughs> yeah. If I were to say that I didn't see some Moonraker elements in this, I'd be lying. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> You're Pretty not fair. wrong. <laughs> you are uh, not wrong. Also at the top, in the before we get into it, screenplay by Roald Dahl. Me and Blaine. Charlie the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory himself. Chocolate. Chocolate. The Chocolate. I don't appreciate the know undertones of racism. <laughs> it's a little bit of Especially with this movie. <laughs> yeah. That was, I was just messed up talking. That wasn't <laughs> intentional in any way. It's... But speaking of racism... Hard yellow face in this one. We may oh. be at the most um, upsetting parts of and racism in, I've seen yet. Honestly, yeah. you know, I think that was a lot to do with Roald Daw. Yeah. Could be. I could see it, you know. Could be. A lot of orange face in, uh, you know, old Willy Wonka. Well. <laughs> I don't know so. if we're going to call that orange face. Those are creatures. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were literally orange face, but... <laughs> Uh, um, well, I mean, that's where Trump got his ideas from. So I think we might know where some of our initial thoughts are headed. But before we do that, let's do mm-hmm. a quick overview. So this movie, You Only Live Twice, James Bond and the C- Japanese Secret Service must find and stop the true culprit of a series of space hijackings before war is provoked between Russia and the United States. Pretty simple. That. That's, that's the movie, it. yeah. Just sprinkle in about an hour and fifteen minutes of nonsense, and <laughs> you got it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's this yeah. stuff. So mm-hmm. I, let's just jump right in with uh, our initial thoughts. I'm going to start this one because I got to tell you guys, outside of all of the racism and all of the lunacy, I loved it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time. I'm giving it two thumbs up. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Oh. Fantastic. I can't wait to, to see this episode play out. Yeah. Corey, I'll admit, I absolutely love this movie, too, mm-hmm. until about the 60-minute mark. <laughs> and then it took a real dive for me. Yeah. So, because I loved half of it, I'm going to give it one thumb up. I, I'm with you. I'm with Blaine on this. I, I did enjoy this movie for a, a good bit of it. But about the mid, it just took a nosedive for me. And we, of course, know um, what you're referring to, but we'll we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. It. Uh, but all in all, the first part of this movie 
is pretty damn good. I'm giving it one. I'm giving it one thumb up. In fact, Andrew informed me that he fell asleep. I did fall asleep oh, on got this a, one. Got a sleeper just like me on that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's never a good start. No, no. no. There's, if there's a snooze happening, I don't know. And it was a w- wild one because I was having a great time, and then goes brick right wall. Off. Yep, <laughs> brick wall. I'll tell you one thing. Right around the sixty minute mark, I got my food delivered, and it happened to be Japanese food. I didn't even Ooh. realize I was doing that. <laughs> Ordered some well, teriyaki, I mean... and it was delicious. <laughs> I don't know if you necessarily think this is going to be a full-fledged Japanese movie at any point, but it turns into one. It sure does. So maybe maybe that second thumb was because the food enhanced your experience. You know, you know what? what? It might have. It was very good. It was probably the best that that restaurant has done. Usually it's just mediocre. See oh, there? Okay. All right. Uh, did you get some shocker? No, they don't deliver sake. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> uh, suck. Am I saying that correctly? correctly? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 98 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. <laughs> I believe it's 98.4. He was that angry. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's on me. <laughs> Very odd for a British spy to throw out a Fahrenheit. That was you know strictly what? for the American That's audience. for us dumb Americans. <laughs> yeah. He makes yeah. a lot of like alcohol comments in this movie. A ton. I, you know what? I got some comments about the alcohol for this movie. Mm. Yep. Okay. I'm with we'll you. get there. Yeah, we will get there. Well, mm-hmm. shall we just jump right in? Let's jump in, man. Let's do it. Okay. So, scene one, obviously after the, the, the my, oh my goodness, the the shot mm-hmm. of James Bond in the barrel. We open on a NASA space capsule orbiting Earth. Uh, I will say this does feel very much like Moonraker, these very simple space designs. The simple spaceship designs, rather. I mean, it literally is. There's just a little capsule, and it opens up right at the top. And I yeah. <laughs> said, yeah, okay. Already seeing some, some, some lines that can be drawn. There was even a certain point where I was like, have I been lied to about Moonraker, that that's the first time Bond's in space? Because he almost gets in a fucking rocket. He, I was like, oh. Gets about as close he as he botched can. it. Yeah. He botched it. I was like, oh, no, they're holding it for Moonraker. Mm. <laughs> and so we see uh, NASA's space shuttle. We'll just we'll call it a, cap- a capsule for now because it's, it's the, the tiniest little spaceship you've ever seen. Yeah. And a, a larger, very riveted space capsule eats the NASA capsule. A big claw opens up on a tip and swallows it whole and... Everyone on Earth is losing their minds. Yep. Where'd the capsule go? I thought you called it a very riveted ship. <laughs> it's so it riveted. Ri- it looked like it was made in, the, in a backyard. I don't know why it, was, it, it looked like it was like like that, and, and the NASA one looked kind of at least sort of like a, a spaceship. It was, but, uh, it was ribbed for her pleasure. It certainly was. <laughs> sure, well, sure, it was certainly was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Spectre... Uh, Technology is far surpassing either one of these countries' technology, and yet cosmetically I mean, they things. didn't really mind. It can look like no, a, it can look no. like a bag of shit as long as it's better. Yeah, they're not showing off for anybody. Yeah. So the next scene we see U.S., Russia, and Britain in a bit of a confab while uh, both sides are trying to well provoke war, and Britain kind of mediates the the whole issue. U.S. thinks it's Russia. Russia mm-hmm. says it's not us. And Britain says, well, we don't think it's either of you. We think it's Japan. 
and <laughs> and they say and they say we've got a man in Hong Kong right now, and we yeah. pan over to none other than James Bond, stooping uh, a Chinese lady. Says one of oh. the maybe the maybe the most racist <laughs> line of the movie. In, in the next, oh, I don't know, Corey. <laughs> it's bad, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel like it has to be. There might not be more racist lines, but there's more racist things. More racist yeah, happen. for sure. Um, he says, uh, "Well, I'll save it because I don't know if somebody will. no, I'll say." He says, "Why do Chinese women taste different?" And good God, what yeah. a way to start the movie! Uh, yeah, if you're gonna introduce a Connery movie, that seems the most appropriate way. Either something sexist or racist in the first shot. Starts hot. Just, yeah. <laughs> from, just hot. comparing Chinese women to Chinese food immediately. And then there's a comparison the between, between Peking ducks <laughs> and Russian caviar. And Russian caviar. I'm saying you taste like Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mortifying, honestly. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. What part of her was he tasting? That's what I was trying to figure well, out. Because I don't, I don't think uh, Bon Shonery is a... Uh, downtown man <laughs> if you know what i'm saying i i don't think you could force him to do it at gunpoint to be honest I, yeah he doesn't seem like a foreplay cat no uh he doesn't seem like i'm other here to than please like, you cat other than like <laughs> judo throws and slapping also later um, on i think he just says that he didn't get the chance to do anything with her because obviously she got up that's and, true he did say that mm-hmm. so oh. is he just tasting her lips oh Maybe she just ate Chinese food. I don't know. Yeah, she could have just had Who knows? Duck, but yeah. a hot start to this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she, I would be uh, furious, but that's not why she leaves. She leaves so that other men can come in and shoot James in his Murphy bed and <laughs> seemingly <laughs> killed uh, by these by said men. As the Murphy bed folds down, he is seemingly dead. He's trapped in the Murphy bed. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, uh, this was like the most it appeared to be like the most legit attempt on James's life that I've ever seen. Ever seen in a movie. They shot nine hundred bullets <laughs> into that bed. Yeah. And I still don't really understand okay. How he made it? I don't yeah. think any of it was real. I think that- they were in on it, but I was saying how the hell did they fake that? Because there's definitely holes in the bed mm-hmm. and in the wall behind the bed yeah it's steel yeah. plate on the in the bed some maybe i don't know and well, no, i said there was holes in the wall behind the bed oh uh, they could have just planted those they planted them i mean that's what it was <laughs> which which little, goes little, to my overall little, question small incendiaries in the wall and they exploded oh i mean even if they that's were, a lot here's my thing even if they were in on it then why go through this entire ruse anyway? Why does he have to close up in the Murphy bed? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's watching like, to confirm yeah. that it happened? They gave like, one of the one of the Chinese agents blanks and just said, "Yeah, I was there. I killed him. I killed this son of a bitch." Yeah, that's my Chinese accent. No <laughs> it's one. good. It's yeah. good. It's a good one. If you want to avoid any uh, claims of Honestly, racism? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I think I just trying to do intentionally bad accents this whole yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do my best. Yeah, Mr. Bond is dead. I'd rather make fun of uh, redneck than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Feels more appropriate. Yeah, so we're to be under the assumption that James has been murdered in the first four minutes of this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. I cut it off after. I didn't even watch the rest of it. Yeah, well, he didn't make it. Yeah, no. but not if you watched the trailer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know. 
Yeah, it's all those escapades. <laughs> yeah, I try and give Bond movies a lot of leeway, but I did spend a lot of the movie trying to figure out why was this the biggest like setup to this fake death? <laughs> it is so ridiculous. But anyway, well, yeah. Bond's dead, and we move on to the opening credits and mm-hmm. theme song sung by Nancy Sinatra. Yeah. Oh, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, composed by bang, John bang. Barry. So I, my take was that the melody, uh, we're not really going to get into songs, but the melody really did stick with me. I like that melody a lot. I love the melody that plays throughout yeah. the yeah. whole movie in the background. I, I absolutely love the music of it. Um, I mean, for me, it was Nancy Sinatra's part was a little well, forgettable. We'll it wasn't get, we'll bad. Get, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. We'll get I there. mean, don't get me wrong. It was no Lulu. But, you know. Yeah. All right. So uh, holding off on the song, we move <laughs> right into the next scene. We see a wrapped up James in canvas given a water uh, a burial at sea. Uh, however, scooped up by a few gentlemen into a underwater submarine. An underwater submarine. <laughs> a submarine. <Yeah. laughs> I damn well hope so. <laughs> And they rip open um, James's uh, casing, and he is in full naval regalia. And hey, M- M16 has a base underneath there, and it's uh, it's old uh, it's old uh, money penny and M ready for action. Yep. M16, M16. Um, <laughs> what? No, M15. What is it? Hold on, hold on. I'm M- 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 I6. I had a brain fart. I had a huge brain fart. At first, I was like, did he have an M16 in his no, mummy suit? M-I-6. Why did he need to carry that? They had him. In a full mummy, <laughs> stiff ass, and he sunk right to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, he went straight to the bottom. The rocks in there. And again, the pageantry and pointlessness of all of this is so wild. Yeah, they had like a 21 gun <laughs> salute or whatever the equivalent is of the British Navy on a goddamn warship. <laughs> Dumped Every, his body. All the soldiers, uh, the, the Navy men. Yeah all on the deck doing this charade the amount of money wasted just to do this funeral is absurd and then they okay they put him in the newspaper that he's been a naval commander is dead Mm -hmm. put his picture on it in no way shape or form does james try to (laughs) look different nope at well, all. not yet. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Not right. But the part that counts, like when he first meets Osato and number eleven, Nothing. they all think Mm-mm. he's. They don't. They have, no. That's not Bond. He's dead. Yeah, and <laughs> even he, he's literally holding a newspaper with his picture. Yeah. And what we'll get to it, but the surprise that some people have after it's all over, and then they even say, "No, it was in the paper. He's dead." It's like, <laughs> so you've seen him. <laughs> so you know what he looks like. Yeah, you weren't suspicious at all, at all, <laughs> at all. So stupid. But yeah, Andrew, you're right. This it has no path. It's like the the fake nipple in the Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, what? it's so pointless. Honestly, the paper article should have been enough. I don't think we needed to a dump anybody. Let alone, hey, let's actually wrap James up. Dump him in the water. That could have been a fake body. He could have been in the submarine already. Yeah. Why go through all this? Do they have a real close eye on chain of custody of the body? They must have. I don't I know. I suppose. But it was on a British ship. I doubt. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. I mean. But fun theatrics. It was fun. I mean, they did it wrong. They didn't cut any, cut any corners. They did it all. Made <laughs> sure that he was dead and buried. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after a discussion with M, James is uh, told he needs to meet a man named Henderson in Tokyo to further investigate these missing air, these missing space shuttles. And James mm-hmm. torpedoes out of the submarine. <laughs> Equally. <laughs> Before we get to that, so they tell him to go meet Henderson in Tokyo. Uh, but I had to point this out. So on the submarine, you have him, you have Money Penny. Money Penny is a goddamn secretary. <laughs> they take her everywhere. They do. She's on a submarine <laughs> in Hong Kong. Exactly. Still she doing like a tete-a-tete too. She's got to have like a little flirtatious thing. Oh yeah. And, and her desk. They. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean. Okay, for one, what made me laugh the hardest is thinking about the fact that both M and Moneypenny are in naval regalia as well. <laughs> like, M, M said, Moneypenny, we're going on the submarine. Get your, get your naval outfit ready. <laughs> get your typewriter, <laughs> your desk. <laughs> Make sure you put all your badges. I don't know what accent I'm doing at this all point. Your badges. Get, get all your badges. You sounded like Aunt Martha from <laughs> Sleepaway Camp just then. That's the goal. That's his life goal. Oh, yeah. I That's what like I'm Martha? going to grow up oh. to be. Get oh, your whole God. bag full get your of whole badges. Chips. But, but yeah, so... They not only have their own submarine to operate from, with an office, a secretary, everything. <laughs> they also have uniforms they wear on the submarine yeah. that no one will see. Is MI6 Navy? <laughs> no. But, I mean, they obviously, they if you run ones. MI6, you get your own submarine. <laughs> I don't know. Also, his office. I feel like submarines, it's a really uh, space-conscious design. <laughs> yeah. He had like a... 2,000 square foot office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah. I just, I always mm-hmm. find it so surprising that they take Money Penny everywhere. Every single time. And her office looks exactly the same mm-hmm. yeah. everywhere she goes, no matter where she is. But well, got to get this set up. She's she's ultimately a, a secretary, I, I assume. Yeah. But uh, hey, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with it. I was for it. Now the, But, but yeah, then they shoot him out of it. <laughs> fucking torpedo yeah that's i don't know if that's even wilder than the burial it seemed that they were like all right now you gotta leave again we're going to shoot you out of this <laughs> like alien style i don't get i mean don't get me wrong loved every second of it but it was it's quite fun, yeah. insane a yeah. lot of long <laughs> swims in this movie james has to do like the longest swim i imagine that sort of the that they were at least taking him close to tokyo but Later on, yeah. he makes Aki go swim all the way from the volcano. I have a note about that. <laughs> like, why did you make her do that? I mean, it. Poor Aki. I mean, I even put it in my notes. We'll talk about it when we get there. But I was yeah. just like, holy shit, she's really doing the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> After hiking 45 miles, so this crazy. bitch went on a, a triathlon. This is, like, <laughs> this is a long day for her. She did a great job. Yeah, way to go. So uh, we find ourselves in Tokyo, and James is being followed by a woman with a clutch radio. Um, And he finds his way into a uh, a sumo sweat house slash arena. 
he uh, takes a seat and the only seat seemingly in the whole area and a beautiful girl sits next to James and James is takes quite a while to to do anything about it. Uh this is this is this is the uh this I uh, sorry wasn't Aki who we mentioned earlier that was a different character. This is Aki here. Um uh, and the other girl was Kissy or Kissy Suzuki. Yeah. Kissy, yeah. Kissy Suzuki. <laughs> I really wish we could have that revealed later. <laughs> oh my god. No um, no last names I, given to Akia, just just Aki, I think so. I think just Aki. I will say this. Um that that scene where they were actually at the sumo tournament, that would have been absolutely CGI today. So it is really cool to see a full arena full, you know, of yeah. people. That was pretty cool. Also, also that, legit, yeah, that legit first sumo hit. wrestling. Yeah, that first sumo. I was, like, I was like, holy shit. shit. Yeah, Look, yeah. I I think they both slammed heads into each other, and still, I, I couldn't believe it. I, yeah, it sounded like absolute metal on metal. It was. They like, were doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that, I love that, that. that, that definitely a very interesting scene. But James says, "I love you to Aki," which was the code word that was given to him by Money Penny. And she leads him uh, to Mr. Henderson, played by Charles Gray. <laughs> An interesting side note: this oh, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> should we say? It? I mean, he also plays. Blue oh yeah, he say also it. plays yeah. Blofeld. Yep. Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. Uh, um, and I think maybe they saw him in this movie being really villainous for such a small part, where he's not supposed to be a villain, but he's playing it like he's the bad guy. I will say I've seen Diamonds Are Forever quite a few times. So when he opened that door, I was like, "Is this? <laughs> they just fucking reveal Blofeld?" <laughs> I was a little taken back, and that led me down a wormhole of researching this man. So, um, I'm gonna go back to the sumo arena real quick. Okay. Did you guys? I don't know if it registered with you, but the ref's voice. I, no, I, not didn't. me. No. Okay. Never mind. Why? What was talk. it? It was just like. <laughs> well, I will say everybody in this movie is like a, dubbed insanely. So sound like a that doesn't surprise me. Just like. Okay. Never mind. So All yes, right. we're taking. Corey, Henderson. do you know Henderson's first name? No. <laughs> I do not. Dicko. <laughs> D-I-K-K-O. So, it's probably Dico, but... Let's hope not. Dicko Henderson. I feel like both are pretty bad. Yep. I mean, one's not better than the other, so... And doesn't he look like a Dicko? He looks like a Dicko Dico. Well, I've lived here for 28 years. I lost it in Singapore. Oh, he's being yeah. he's being the most extra you've ever oh, seen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, my favorite part of this whole interaction with James and Dicko is where he immediately takes Dicko's cane and then whacks him in the leg so hard. Yeah, no context. He nope. could have just I had like a weird hip thing. Why did yeah. you? Why did you think his leg was fake? It Maybe was. he knew. <laughs> I don't. What Luckily, was, was he told that Dicko has a fake leg and he was just wanted to make sure that was Henderson? What would be even better is if no one told him that and he just wanted to hit him. <laughs> I don't like your British <laughs> fucking voice. <laughs> you schmuck bastard. You schmuck. 
This is for leaving your country. Uh, but all, yeah, that was a very odd. strange, strange thing to do. Like anything. this scene itself was an odd scene. Yeah, to be honest. Well, it's just another one of those Bond things. It's like, go to this guy; he'll tell you about this guy, and he'll tell you about this guy. Because Henderson's yeah. main information was, well, now you need to go see Tanaka. Uh, yeah, Tiger Tanaka, that is. And I gotta say, just between this movie and Man with a Golden Gun. This guy dies in an interesting way, or a way that he chooses to die on screen. <laughs> well, yeah, so just, th- like he's about to reveal who he thinks is behind everything, because he says, well, I don't believe it's Russia, United States, or Japan. I think it's actually... And then he leans on the wall and is stabbed from behind. Yeah, which we don't realize we, at first. He just abruptly stops talking. Yeah. He just yeah. freezes. Uh, makes no noise at all. Doesn't even move. No eye jiggle. No nope. Nothing. <laughs> Just silence. Goes, Immediate death standing goes up. Goes straight mannequin on us. <laughs> Just like Maude Adams. I was going to say, yeah. It's like a page out yeah. of her book. Yes. No joke. But dead as a doornail. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't have happened. Uh, no. That <laughs> wall was paper. He would have just fallen straight forward <laughs> and ripped out. Or fell backward. Or I mean, one of them. I, yeah, I don't think people stopping. know how to properly die in these movies. <laughs> No, no, pretty no. rough. But well, I Jay- loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, still I loved it. Yeah. He obviously James was good of- enough to be hired back as the main villain. Yeah, so. he said, "You know what? This is a cr- I- two movies in a row now where people ha- come back in bigger roles that die yeah. as mannequins, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you get, if you do a good corpse act." You get a second role in the Bond broccoli family. Like you know what? I liked him. Let's bring him back. Cubby uh, liked you. I, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So we see him die, and then James immediately just busts through that wall. <laughs> that was unexpected and awesome. Yeah. When James like is super actiony. I'll, I'll yeah. say for the bomb, James is about it in this movie. He really. I is. think that maybe lends to to Connery's just kind of I'm over this role yeah, so i'm gonna yeah. bring a little i'm gonna bring <laughs> a little he just kind of gave it a whole bunch extra because i was gonna say i read up that he was done he felt like he was done he, and yet he, yeah, was, he yeah. hated it so yeah there's just... some really interesting stories about when he went to japan and how that just like broke him because he didn't realize how big of a superstar he was and then he went to japan and people were like crowding him <laughs> like just couldn't believe it was him wow so yeah i think he was pretty much had enough of so this. he brought a little aggro a little attitude to it this time or or the other theory is that he was bringing nothing and his stuntmen were doing great work no i <laughs> a lot of this was him i hope so uh, i think the next fight we're about to get into is maybe not, maybe not the big front flips off the huge building on the docks that don't don't think that was jake i don't think that was <laughs> i gotta talk about that too <laughs> yeah uh well anyway so uh Henderson's killed before he can spill the beans, and yes, James busts through and chases down the masked assassin, and then decides to impersonate him by putting it on his literal face mask, which, <laughs> in these days, is pretty fucking gross. I, I said, this like, dude has an N95 on. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow. I was like, look at that. Even in the 60s, uh, they the Japanese it. were... Yeah. They were on it. They were very on Very hygienic. Shit. Yeah. But my problem was this, is James is a good 60 pounds heavier and about this cat. six two. Also, <laughs> yeah. how did he kill that guy? I don't even know if that guy's dead. I just I don't think he knocked him out. 
It was kind of like he just he just bear hugged him and then he fell down. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Very odd. Just gave him the blood sport kill. <laughs> uh, sure did. <laughs> sure. Did. So so James hops in the back of the accomplices car a very large uh man slash henchman and they drive mm-hmm. to the osato chemical plant slash building and the driver has has no reason to question that it's that it's his henchman in the back because he acts like he's hurt I... and just moans the whole time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they make uh... it upstairs and james <laughs> just kind of goes hey and they have a huge <laughs> fight <laughs> i mean uh, first of all the pure insanity of the way this transpired is one thing but <laughs> when he takes off everything I, I that was hilarious do you think the driver and the prior assassin ever interacted uh, it doesn't appear so because this driver carried james like a good half mile through this facility yeah. even didn't notice yeah man. Well, that's like, man that's like another thing too when james again we're jumping ahead but when he when he becomes the astronaut, the other astronauts never interacted with him before. Like he, he wouldn't have been like, I don't know this person. <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're walking right next to each other and look My at each damn, other. Damn, Bill, you got yeah. taller. <laughs> Holy shit! There's so many like, yeah. okay, I guess they never meet and they just are completely anonymous. Yeah. Well, and but I will say, this fight awesome. was awesome. Yeah, this was, cool. was great. Fantastic. Yeah. Just throwing couches around, it. statues. Yeah. He tried to beat that man with that love seat for that was great five <laughs> minutes. But I'll say, in this fight scene, you can just tell how much more athletic. I mean, maybe I. It, are you saying it was? I think it's a stunt. A stunt man. I think it's a stunt man. I don't. It looked like it was him. I, I'll say the reason I think that is is that they never do a face shot of Connery in the action action. It's only a close up of him like pushing the chair you know what i mean they never show him and the uh giant driver in the same frame wait no because there were some several punches and grappling scenarios where you saw james's face with the cat okay but even when he's throwing punches he's he's like man he's way more of an athlete than roger moore i will yeah i mean yeah it was, yeah. You don't need to convince us on that. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I, just, I can't believe the difference between the fight scenes from this to Roger Moore. Well, Connery was like a straight up bodybuilder, right? I, I, he tried to be Mr. Olympia. Mm, well. <laughs> but I think that was a. That was the 50s, so. What a life he led. No joke. But athlete. And in this fight scene, you see like a double leg. Yeah. Which is fun. You don't see that a lot in um, early Bond movies. Uh, no. A little grapple. <laughs> I mean, the whole fight was, they used the entire set, too, for this fight, and it was great. Yeah. I, spe- I mean, give this guy credit. I think he's a, a Japanese wrestler, I believe. But he was great, too. I thought everybody did a great Crushed job Crushed it. Mm-hmm. Crushed it. The, the couch as a weapon was interesting. <laughs> Considering he then picks up a sword that was right next to the couch, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I might have gone with the sword right off the right jump. off the bat. You but know. that's you know, <laughs> what can you say? Whatever you know, gets what it you? done, really. Whatever yeah. gets it done. It looked it was effective. Yeah, it all works. And then he knocks him out with that giant statue. He yeah. breaks, in half. <laughs> breaks right in half. Uh, shoves him into a little closet room. Observes some vodka, mm. and then he breaks out his. Nifty safe cracker, and just in the nick of time, opens the safe only to 
cause the alarm to go off. But he escapes with the safe contents saved by Aki. She shows up in her little, uh, her little Toyota. Is it? I don't know what kind of car that is. It's a it's a Toyota GT two thousand. Okay. And it might be my favorite Bond car of all time. Whoa! Okay. That I've seen so far. I love the DB five, but this thing is awesome. It is a cool little yeah. car. They only yeah. they only made three hundred and fifty one of them. Wow! Oh, Jesus. And it's worth about a million dollars. I imagine. <laughs> yep. That's okay. Neat. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. Super cool car. I like that. Okay, that's a fun fact. That is fun a fact. very fun fact. So, um, yeah, go ahead, I will Andrew. say this. What's, <laughs> what I did like is after this knockdown drag-out fight, Bond decides to refresh himself with the biggest tumbler of vodka just to, <laughs> ooh, worn out. I need to rehydrate. Has, ugh, Singapore. Or Siamese, Siamese vodka. vodka. Uh, a little judgy. A little judgy. A little judge. <laughs> I've tried a lot of vodka, and i got to tell you, there ain't a whole bunch of difference, but you do you. So uh, in the car with, with Aki, uh, he tries to he tries to be a little coy with her, and she she's uh, she's pretty coy back. Right at him, says, I don't have to tell you anything. And uh, <laughs> essentially brings him straight to Tanaka's lair. Uh, and in a subway station, it's hard to say where they ex- actually were. Well, I don't know what was going on right here. <laughs> yeah, the the I don't know red herringness of it all was. Yeah, the pretense, the false pretense of it all was very strange. Like because he ends up yeah, being she... his main ally. I don't know why they yeah they did go through all this effort to make it like oh where is he a bad guy yeah. is he a good guy like yeah well mm-hmm. Aki was running from James through <laughs> yeah. the subway yeah just to get him like, to, to the trap door to get him to <laughs> but why yeah but why <laughs> they knew they were going to be friends in half a second I feel like she could just say look I work for the Japanese secret service we're, we're going to go see my boss <laughs> in a, the secret subway lab yeah the secret then subway she, she uh-huh. hits the trap door and he slides, him. yeah, he slides down this the this slide and then lands perfectly on this leather chair, which I think is kind of a good still frame shot of this movie, because he just completely like <laughs> leisurely lands and there's like a, I meant to do that, I meant to do all of this. Oh yeah, he I, the the face that I got from him was like, God damn it, <laughs> that might have <laughs> like, been that might have been John. It was like I'm so sick of <laughs> oh doing my god bullshit <laughs> That's slides. So true. He looked so over it. And you know that had to be like the 20th time he had to do it to land right? So yeah. it's probably like, if I have to do this one more fucking time. Did you get that one? <laughs> I swear to God. I'm not going down the slide again. I like how sometimes you sound like Dracula if Dracula was Scottish. Look, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> Both of you. I'm not saying I'm the best impressionist. <laughs> I don't even know how to recreate that. <laughs> Scottish Dracula. That's our next movie. Yeah. <laughs> Scottish Dracula sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I have to re-listen to this and see how Scottish Dracula sounds. Uh, well, essentially, it... <clears throat> they, um, they have a little, a, little, a little chitty chat, and Tanaka translates <laughs> the list that James got from the uh, little safe. Turns out to be basically a bad guy shopping list with a bunch of code words, uh, one of which being the recipe for rocket fuel. Mm. And they take a, they hop on a secret train, uh, full up with this perfectly, perfectly uh, set up office and sake station and 
And they, that's where James <laughs> talks about his, his perfect knowledge of sake. Hold on, Corey. Back to Tiger Tanaka's office in the subway. We got to talk about his name is Tiger Tanaka, well, too, true, which yeah. is super awesome. It's, yeah, that is a great name. Fantastic. Tiger Tanaka. But mm-hmm. Tiger, when we first see him, he's sitting at a desk. Two seconds later, he stands up, walks six <laughs> feet, and sits down in a chair. <laughs> Which is just—it's just, it's just a, uh, a singular chair, just in the middle of nowhere. The most useless, useless, useless. <laughs> the most useless stage direction I ever. Thought it was so random. But, so I'm just gonna stand, walk over to this chair, and sit back down. Yeah. Yep, that's what I want you to do. Nailed it. Hit your mark. It's great. <laughs> I mean, they really want Crushed. to showcase these these rooms in this. The, I mean, it really is a really good. Uh, uh, oh another yeah, good. Another good. Um, I'm trying yeah. to say set set, set design. design. Set Thank design. You. Yeah, yeah. This like is a Ken finger. Adam piece. The same great guy. work. Yeah, awesome stuff. It great really work. is cool. The train is very neat. Uh, <laughs> while they're on while they're on that train though, they uh, observe a secret photo of a ship called the Ning Pao and talk about how the woman who took it was killed, as is standard. <laughs> yep. Um, standard operating procedure. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so on the train, um, before they drink sake, Tiger goes like, I, I know you're a, a vodka martini man or something like that. Yeah. And earlier, or is it earlier? Is it Henderson? Oh, James? yeah, that's right. Henderson yeah. does. Mm-hmm. A vodka martini, and he goes, he gets it wrong. He, he does. Gets it stirred. Why does everyone know James's drink? <laughs> Why do Everybody strangers has... know what his go-to vodka martini drink is everybody has the dossier on bond for right? sure so why fake your death they're gonna know if they know your drink they know your goddamn face yeah at this point in time yeah totally agree it is wild that everybody knows him up and down uh, guys drink order yeah ready to go i wouldn't know what y'all's drink order is uh, that's fine agreed no one's agreed. Asked, no one would think you should <laughs> maybe maybe an old fashioned for you. Oh oh. And uh Oh no. Uh, Shirley Temple. <laughs> Shirley you know oh, me. You were closer than anything. I, I like the Boulevardiers these days. Boulevardiers. Like a Negroni but with bourbon. Ah. Ah. I've had a Negroni. Okay. Fine drink. Andrew? My go to alcoholic yeah. drink? Uh would be just a crown and coke. Crown and coke. I'm pretty simple. That's what crown you've been drinking coke. for since I've yeah, been for years. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going wild, I might get some kind of scotch. Would but you put a lime in it? Cuba Libre. I love a Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre, Cuba Libre is good. That's a, such a good drink. It's a good one. Well, kind of how we started. Cuba Libre. Well, a, a crown and coke yeah. or a margarita. That's not, I wouldn't say that's how we started. That's we not started exactly how we started. We started with <laughs> oh, a little bottle. parrot bay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's drink some Di Sirono. You got oh, sticky God, yeah, vodka? <laughs> what? <laughs> what Mr. Boston's Andrew vodka? Day. Yum. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Oh, R&R, R&R and Mr. Boston is just rich and rare. Mr. Boston's no Siamese vodka. but Absolutely. I'm curious yeah, so... what, the, what the base fermented, ferment, fermented product uh, of Siamese vodka, vodka would be. I don't know. I mean, what well, from, from corn, what I understand, corn? you start. No, no, no. Uh, they don't have corn in no. Siam. Um, What's in would, Siam uh... that they have today? This is just pot. Rice. <laughs> yep. They rice. Use... It's probably rice. I... Boy. 
we're gonna feel real bad if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can't fall into this trap. <laughs> no, we can't. We're already walking a thin line talking about this movie. We Anyways, <laughs> I was like, how does everybody know his drink order? Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Then you can continue. I was actually. <laughs> I actually love the little shade that uh, Tiger Tanaka threw. He's like, I'm sure your M and his in England has the same mode of transport. And Bond's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got a fucking full train, asshole. Oh, man. All right. So uh, <laughs> after that, they, uh, they opt to head over to Tanaka's home or estate, really. It's a huge uh, area. Tanaka's very wealthy, apparently. Tanaka's and, doing well. <laughs> and Tanaka... You know, causes women possessions, and we're introduced to a bunch of handmaids. <laughs> yeah, we uh, really Jane, get into. <laughs> and James is immediately in a kimono. Uh, Jay, because yeah. why wouldn't he be? Well, because men, the, men come first and women come second. And that's mm-hmm. how it is in Japan. Yeah, that's how it is in Japan. Um, the, and the slight homoeroticism that exists in this scene is there, But they too. would not look at each other. No way. Oh, well, Tanaka kept looking James up and down. I'm like, Jesus. I mean, once they're naked in, the pool, in, the, in their little pools. Oh, yeah. Well, Tanaka was super judgy of James's uh, body hair. Oh, yeah. What is what is the line that James says? He uh, says, oh, Jesus. I, I, I want to save it because it's my line. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We'll okay, save it. Sorry. Then. I, I <laughs> laughed. Because <laughs> it's, hor- it's horrible. Yeah. But... I, the only thing I kept thinking watching these poor fucking women who had to bathe, because I guess their job, hey, look, uh, I need some bathers uh, come by. Every time I want to get bathed, you got to wash me down. That's my Japanese James impression. actually um, gets like a little bit little bit picky. He's like, hey, don't get soap in my eye, too. I was like, god yeah. damn, James. Take it easy. Hey, hey. I'm sure they don't here. love what they're doing right now. He was probably talking to the actress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he didn't know they called action yet. Listen here, bitch. Don't get that soap in my eye. Now, listen. Do you speak English? Don't get this in my eye. I'm sure it was a lot of yeah. <laughs> unhealthy conversation. Oh, I mean, and they spend the next little bit basically objectifying women. Uh, and we oh, get our, at least. <laughs> and we get our first mention of Spectre in the movie. Mm-hmm. James, we, we realize that James is harboring suspicions that Spectre's behind everything. And he's right. Yeah. Then uh, they, I, I wrote this down that James is asked to pick one of the women uh, and he picks the one right next to him and Tanaka says, yes, yeah, she is very sexyful. And, and she proceeds to give him a hand. Uh, a hand whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. A no, massage, no, no. A massage. Yeah. And uh, well, Aki takes over. That was and, a weird place to pause. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gives him a hand. I'm sure, I'm sure he got massage. one from, from else. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, Aki takes over and they fuck. Yeah, 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 they sure do. <laughs> she perhaps gives him a hand job. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was implying. He was gonna. We don't one. know what James likes. Uh, you know, that could be his gig. Now, did he say she's very sexual or sensual? Sex, sexy full. Sexy full. I'm pretty like, sure he says sexy full. full, full not sexy. sensible. Okay. Well, I, no, listen, sexy I'm full. Not even gonna. I don't know. <laughs> I, either one in these movies makes sense. So we continue on. Yeah, well, uh, so James, under now under an alias of, is it Mr. Fisher? I can't remember now. It is strolls, Mr. Fisher. 
he just strolls right on back into the Osato building that he had to n- narrowly escape before. Again, not having changed his face not at all. More than eight hours ago, <laughs> the same place, same and he, office, and he yeah. he comes in with his with his gun, his Walter BBK, and his and this plays a huge part later on. Uh, and he just decides to walk on in and talk to Osato himself, and we get introduced mm-hmm. to number eleven, uh, otherwise known as Helga Brandt. And they yep. they all share a bottle of fifty nine Dom Perignon. They sure do. Um, also, I did want to bring this up. What is with these movies and female pilots? They love a fucking female pilot in these movies. You have this lady, you have Pussy, and you have the lady from Moonraker, the helicopter pilot. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> who gets torn apart by dogs. Yeah, her. Um, and I and I can tell you right now, those aren't the only three. <laughs> I know some more. So I don't know. I think this goes into the era that we're also in, in this movie where it was like, eh, you know, these women are sex slaves that, you know, if I want to leave and go somewhere, I, I can just have them fly me. They'll fly me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, in this scene. So James is sitting in front of Osato's desk and Osato has an x-ray monitor on his desk that shows James with his gun. So this guy just be blasting radiation <laughs> into does. all of his office guests. Yeah. Uh, oh, they didn't know back then. <laughs> just, well, I'm sure just, he doesn't care. He, uh, he definitely no, doesn't no, care. He's, well, <laughs> you got to protect me. I got you know, to protect myself. Hey, because spoiler alert, number 11 and Osato are agents of Spectre. Uh, yep. And maybe Bond knows that, maybe he doesn't. But he, this part really was just interesting to me. But James uh, is there ostensibly as a an owner of another chemical plant, and he buys chemicals in bulk with MSG. He <laughs> says, "I'm prepared to buy using what was it, like 600 cases of M- like monosodium glutamate." He's like, "That's MSG." So he's buying mm-hmm. chemicals with MSG from a Japanese man. Hey, I you got to go to the source. Like, Woo-wee. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're really trying to put in things that maybe Americans will know. <laughs> and this is all they could come up with. MSG. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah there's tough. that. <laughs> but he's immediately on to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. as soon he as James walks gun. out, he, says, he tells Helga, go kill him. But Helga go doesn't do it. Him. She just assigns someone else to do it. And Aki saves the day again. I loved, I laughed out loud when they started their <laughs> drive-by approach. This guy had the biggest machine gun. And oh, they were my just, God. Just, they weren't even out of the parking lot, and they were going to kill him. <laughs> they, they were driving like one mile per hour. Yeah, They yeah. had him dead to rights for a good 10 seconds before Aki was anywhere to be seen. Oh, yeah. They just wanted to get real close. Look, we got to get him dead right now. Kill him in front of the building. I don't care. <laughs> Just take Osato sign off the car. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we'll machine gun this man. <laughs> uh, they obviously miss. Aki is right in the middle of the line of fire and somehow doesn't get hit. But they nope. They drive off and have a helicopter chase. And Aki calls in a magnet helicopter straight out of GTA Five to <laughs> dispatch the other car um, into the ocean. Magnet helicopter. And they are driving here. She is driving the hell out of that Toyota. Mm-hmm. Um, to which I thought wow i can't believe they're letting a woman drive yeah the well car. 
I also wouldn't be surprised if you said this was a man in a wig, just because they wouldn't they let wouldn't a woman. Let yeah. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, there's a couple of things here that I wanted to to see if you guys saw. So <laughs> the helicopter, <laughs> the magnet, picks up the bad guy's car that, yep. that are chasing them. And then Aki's got a video, like a little screen in her car where mm-hmm. Tiger appears and that's how she tells him mm-hmm. um but then it shows like a helicopter eye view of the other helicopter <laughs> yeah. on her little tv screen who's filming it i was like do they have a f- <laughs> film cam uh, uh filming helicopter following their helicopter just to show aki yeah <laughs> it would i will say it was absurd yeah. some of the broadcasts that you see like whether it's this or whether it's in you know the the lair at the end of the movie or in the u.s uh kind of the building when they're all kind of gathering there they're about to call war on russia some of the things on screen are the wildest things like one time it was literally just war propaganda film of planes you know going off a <laughs> runway like the why are they showing that right now it's like hey we're gearing up it's uh it's defcon one let me show they you want to drive the point home <laughs> Yeah, and I, that was just the same plane over and over and over yeah. again. Um, but I, as we're talking about this first helicopter, the helicopter budget in this movie must have been astounding. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. There's a helicopter from here on out every four yeah, minutes. It every, seems every minute or so, we got some more helicopters. You're either getting a helicopter camera shot, or you're mm-hmm. seeing a helicopter, or you're flying a helicopter. Every goddamn five minutes they, they either spent a majority of the budget on helicopters or somebody got a great deal on helicopters <laughs> yeah. we're using this in we every got a great scene. helicopter guy in japan y- yeah you'll see I, uh, he's a great I guy think about that there's a ton of helicopters you're right especially that a helicopter tracking shot that's coming up soon um, um yes go ahead. so no, i was gonna say they just dropped the car in the ocean they just dropped the car in the ocean it. but not before james Sees a helicopter and a light bulb happen- pops in and says, like, I have an idea to use one of our own helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> he says, call in little Nelly and bring your father. <laughs> Which is, at the time, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> so Tanaka informs James that Osato actually owns this mystery ship Ningpo and gives him location and they head to that location which is at some some mystery docks and but yes before that james asked for little nelly and bring her father mm-hmm. so james and aki head to the, these docks and are immediately discovered so i mean they're not they're they're, they're being pretty conspicuous so yeah uh, they, not they're, sneaking at all no. they're surrounded by all of the guards who are very ill-prepared and not properly armed for this battle they're about to go into. Some of them were. Some of them were. Well, Some of them had Well, guns. James has... Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. I just... There was... When uh, they were... Right after they're attacked by the... Uh, what do you call that thing? Forklift? Yes, that thing. The I like the shot of the three guys that are just, like, pounding their weapons on their hands. Oh, it looked like the j- the sharks. Yeah. And the jets. <laughs> but there's <laughs> this West one... story. There was, like, this one little guy in the back, and he had just the smallest wrench. Yeah, I was like, spoon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, like, the most agile of all of them, though. Oh, for sure. 
Uh, so James uh, basically gives Aki the lassie treatment and says, go get help. And, uh, <laughs> and proceeds to just take take everybody on himself. And then we do get that we get a tracking shot of a, of a helicopter tracking shot over the over one of the docks buildings, and it's a pretty cool shot. I love James it. Just yeah, bowed that was people great. out of the way. Yeah, really cool shot. This, I I loved the shot, and I laughed because this the the John Barry score comes in real hard here. <laughs> yeah. And, but at the beginning, it's real lighthearted. But James has killed like seven people yeah. while the super, the while the super lighthearted music is playing. Yeah. And then it kind of he shot these dudes out. dead with <laughs> a wrench in their them. hand. Uh, just killing folks, and this very sweet music is playing. But yeah, and yet again, another helicopter shot. By the way, another yeah. helicopter yeah. shot. Poor guy, though, right before that, trying to sneak up behind. <laughs> behind him and james just just, just completely kills him. <laughs> like, oh, right in the man. <laughs> that guy so all of that is for not because james gets smacked in the head uh and osato rolls up with you know his crew well oh, don't forget <laughs> oh james does two front oh, his, flips. his flippies his flippies yeah. i forgot to, about him yeah two assassin creed dives off of these <laughs> yeah. are like yeah into piles true. of cardboard boxes that blew, i was like it would be hilarious if that was just concrete blocks <laughs> james like Fuck. you know it would be hilarious if they showed how long it probably took to get out from the center of these cardboard boxes. Yeah. It looked real smooth how they edited it. Yeah. But you know that wasn't a quick jump. He just got to like, no, keep shrimping no. out. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> just give me a minute. <laughs> I'm close. I'm close. These boxes go cheap. And then, like you said, he gets knocked out. But as they pan up, I don't know if you saw the outfits on these henchmen, but one of them... <laughs> had on the shortest blue jean shorts and crop top. <laughs> Did you see that guy? No. Oh my no. god, the one dead in the middle. Well, I'm going back to see that. You have to. It looked like Terry from Reno 911 <laughs> holding a wrench. Terry sands oh, the skates, no. but it was him. I can't believe you guys didn't see that. I didn't notice that. Okay. Well, make a note in I'm going to back. Go back and watch that part. Yeah. Well, I'll wait until it's all on Amazon because it's my my rental is now gone. Uh, <laughs> you can that clip is on YouTube. I, I keep forgetting you can just look these things up on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene, I uh, can't go back to the video store and rent this again. <laughs> the video store. I can't go back to the movie gallery. And oh, find I it. hope nobody rented this at Blockbuster. I got to look at this man with the crop top. Uh, well, the next scene. We find James tied down, and number eleven Helga is in the room, and it's uh, it's time for some torture time. But I will say this before we get into it: she is the most uninterested looking tor- torturer in the beginning of the scene. She's just like not into it at all. And well, that's because she secretly wanted to fuck him, because she immediately starts kissing him. Yeah, I don't know like, what her motivation two is because. Later. Because she she's she does he, want him dead. Like she is trying to kill him. We obviously find out later. He says nothing. She goes from threatening him with like a scalpel to, to molesting him. To molesting him. <laughs> yeah. I think she just she just changed her plan. She's like, I was gonna cut you up, but now I'm going to make you think I'm into you so I can kill you in another way. Which, Which is, doesn't work 
at all. No, no. It's a very Bond villain thing to do. But, well, I'm yeah. sure the direction for all these women were like, you are creaming your jeans for this dude. <laughs> you got to act like you're so into him. Look at him. <laughs> and, and equally, Bond does not does not seem like he's into it that much either. Literally no. says the, the way he says the things I do for my country makes it sound like he's not into doing this thing. Like he almost eye rolled. He was like, oh, here we go. I gotta you know, fuck a redhead. Uh, <laughs> not my preferred. Uh, and by the way, the blackest eyebrows with the reddest hair, that also threw me off. I was like, She's okay. got a wild look. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely the one that, that's that is parodied in the first first or second Austin Powers. The one where she well, just keeps getting killed over and over and over. I'm glad you brought this up because This is the movie <laughs> yeah. that the yeah. Austin Powers took from. This is the most Austin Powersy movie. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to Eleven's little interaction with James here. Um, so they start doing the thing. James takes the thing and then cuts this bitch's dress to pieces. Yeah. And then he says, "The things I do for England," mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That line kind of ripped off in the Vin Diesel masterpiece Triple X. Triple X. Oh, wow. He goes he's looking at a lady he's about to have sex he goes the things I do for my country. I think he says the things I'm gonna do for I'm, my I'm country. I'm gonna do for my country. Oh, yes. God. Got a Triple X stand over here. Triple X. Yes. Uh, must have missed that. Uh. <laughs> what about the sequel with Ice Cube? With Ice Cube. And then the, uh, also the other sequel where Vin Diesel comes back. Oh, There's a third sake. one? There's a third one. Oh, damn. God damn. Speaking of him, did I ever tell you guys, my, my nephew loves the Fast and the Furious movies, and he went to go see Fast 9, and he... He loved it, of course. I mean, he's 13, so it's made for him. Tune in for season four when we break down all Fast yeah. and the Furious movies. And I will be drunk through all of them. <laughs> Honestly, I think that would be fun. It would I, be just wa- I, I just watched awesome. them all with Becca, and it's fun. It's oh, fun. Oh, God. Okay. Are they good movies? No, but they're fun. We're going to do it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, Andrew. Can you say Jesus Christ? I said cheese. It's cheese Christ. And Christ. Jesus Christ. God, that's it's your God. Must, yeah, must bow I, to Jesus it's Christ. The white cheddar cheese. It's Christ. <laughs> but <laughs> so I knew. Well, I let me just be say, white that. cheddar. You know what? You're right. I <laughs> love my black, my black, black truffle cheddar. cheddar. <laughs> Black Cheddar sounds like a great name for like a seventies black plantation. Honestly, I'm Someone surprised it cheddar. wasn't. Get Black Cheddar in here. Stat, what's up, sucker? Um, <laughs> but again, I had watched no previews for Fast Nine, anything, and I would, he, I was talking to him about it. And I was like, what? I was like, was this one at least in space? And he's like, yeah, it was. I said, <laughs> fuck this franchise. <laughs> it's definitely partly in space. I said, fuck everything about this movie. <laughs> oh, All geez. right, that's okay. That's my Fast and Furious thoughts. <laughs> that's your Fast and Furious rant. We're going to have one every season. <laughs> yep. Can't wait till we do it. <laughs> so uh, it's implied that Helga and James Pork 
and uh, very heavily implied. <laughs> you think that uh, she's on his side now that he that that he somehow turned her. And I think he does actually try to turn her by again saying she can buy steaks in MSG. And <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, she's flying him to Tokyo, air quotes, and decides to ah, this is the time I'll kill him and deploys a trap a trap wooden block over his legs and and parachutes out of the airplane after dropping an incendiary grenade yeah that's true she throws a, <laughs> throws a little incendiary grenade and catches the plane on fire yeah <laughs> it's uh, foolproof uh yeah uh, this again i loved everything about this but <laughs> i love that james didn't question are you wearing a parachute Oh, don't worry about that. I'm not a great pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a woman. Because it, it definitely looks like you're wearing a parachute. No, no, it's just, just my book bag I carry everywhere. Yeah, my book bag. <laughs> I'm it's in my plane book bag. <laughs> and not to mention, the way she traps him is the flimsiest fucking board. To he chops that bitch in half so easy. It it's was... like a kid getting its yellow belt kind yeah. of wood. And, and of I course, do love... he yeah, lands the plane immediately. Like, no problem. Of course. <laughs> I do also love in these old movies the backdrop where the actress is on the parachute in front, but there's a screen behind her playing the plane crash. Oh, yeah. I do love that as well. So uh, we're back at Tanaka's house, and uh, they review the Ningpo updates that it uh, was full, and now it's not full, and might have dropped off all of its contents on some island. Mm. And James has to act like he didn't just fuck Helga. As Aki says, he wouldn't have done that. And he goes, no, certainly not me. <laughs> well, he says, the way he does it is she's insinuating like she's trying to find out. And of course, Connery does the, oh, for God's sake, I'm not going to answer these questions. <laughs> it's like, okay. Defensive. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. The next scene we see Q. Q's here. He is the father of... Little Nelly, which is actually a gyrocopter that they build in like little snapshots, which is interesting. The way that they bring out the cases, the cases look like it was a bunch of like samurai weapons at first. I was like, oh my god, what is all that? And then all of a sudden, it's just it's just a bunch of gyrocopter parts that they build of build fully in a matter of minutes, apparently. They nail it, and um, Q is in his Steve Irwin vest. I was going to say, Q is wearing <laughs> some outfit in this. <laughs> Got those pants all the way up to his tits, and <laughs> long socks, the whole outfit. And, and I, um, yeah, I wanted to like, hate on the gyrocopter, and you guys might, but when they start showing all the munitions on it, and I was like, and that'd be a cool thing if I had. I mean, it's a real thing. Like oh. they had the. I think the inventor of it was the one flying it. I just uh, want to say, uh, was, I loved everything about that helicopter. To I, be honest, it was. It looked like it was hauling ass. Yeah. My only bugaboo with the the gyrocopter is the fact that Q shows up, walks us through the munitions, <laughs> and then we immediately see all of it in action yeah yeah it was so like Mm -hmm. here it is here it is yeah here's all the weapons on it use every single one of this (laughs) just like in the order we talked about yeah Yeah. basically (laughs) in case you forgot what the buttons do 
It was oh, like yeah, usually okay. Q does his spiel at the beginning of the movie, and then like sporadically through the movie, James uses one of the gadgets. Yep. Here it's like, fucking yes, <laughs> you're gonna use, use it every now. One of them. <laughs> now, I mean, this, you, this thing had had a machine gun, missiles, uh, rockets, two different flamethrower, and it had little mines. little nines, little mines, yeah. <laughs> And he used every single one of them to fight off, well, these, helico- these four helicopters that <laughs> yeah. chase him immediately yeah. as he starts flying. <laughs> In case we forget, they got to deal with these helicopters. So, yeah, James, uh, first, like, the first three minutes, he just burns ass around, going <laughs> speed of light in this little helicopter. And then these helicopters, yeah. other helicopters show up. Again, reiterating that the helicopter budget was uh, <laughs> out of this world. I really wish that that would not have said flamethrower because that was a damn fireball. I don't care what that thing shot out so fast and so far. I was like, what flamethrower does that? I, I enjoyed all of it, to be honest. When the mines fell on it, I, I was like, that's great. You got to be good with those. They're like little parachutes just falling really slowly. So many of them, too. It was like 50 of those things dropped. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it was over volcanoes. Yeah, I'm glad it was over volcanoes because that was a town underneath. There would be a lot of dead people. (laughs) Oh, shit. It was great. I loved this whole scene with Lil Nas. The whole scene was fantastic. Mm -hmm. The helicopter fight was actually really good. It was. They were doing, whoever was flying those, they were really skillful, especially the gyrocopter guy. Mm -hmm. You said it was the inventor of it? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That makes sense because yeah. he was flying the and shit. And it was—it's actually thing. called Little Nelly in real life. That is its actual name. Oh, okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is what uh, Harrison Ford uses now. <laughs> <laughs> I, Harrison Ford never learned to land a plane. He just no. crashes them. <laughs> well, I think Harrison Ford is fine on the takeoff, but gets way too fucked up to, to try and land. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have drank that whole bottle of uh, Jack Daniels on the plane. <laughs> yeah, you kid. How are we back to Air Force One? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he crashed that one, too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm not good with well, planes. James, <laughs> James is ready to head back after his test flight, which was not really a test flight. Uh, but the, Tanaka says, don't go yet. Russia is launching their ship. Because in the background, we haven't really mentioned too much that tensions are still very high between the United States and Russia. And if Russia's ship gets eaten just like U.S.'s, then they're going to they're gonna fight each other. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sure enough, Russia's, Russia's uh, spaceship shoots out and gets eaten up by the riveted ship yet again, the same exact fashion that the NASA ship did. You know, what I didn't However, understand... there is so much happening... Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, what I didn't understand about the tensions between Russia and the U.S., like you said, uh, the Russians were going to get pissed if theirs disappeared. Yeah. But wouldn't that just say that, hey, someone's eating both of our ships? Surely both sides don't have a spaceship. They both have a ship eater. Yeah. (laughs) They both have ship eaters? Yeah. That was a retaliatory ship eating. I know it. I just would have loved even a little bit of subtitles at this part. But, I mean, they were saying so many things. It was like five minutes of Russian that I, yeah. I, I, 
I assume it's I, they're angry and they're like, "What's going on? What's going on?" But I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have we have no tonight. idea. No. No subtitles. No. no. Steven Spielberg got all this credit for not doing subtitles with the new West Side Story. Mm. Where's the credit here? Just, I, I just didn't know. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like Steven Spielberg's a thief all around. <laughs> he <laughs> stole from this movie and then just stole another movie that's hard to make. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting scene. <laughs> With the uh, the Russians and all that, uh, but there was no British intervention this time. That's probably what the problem mm-hmm. was. And I got they're, they're, they're holding back now. Well, the British intervention is James. He's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the effects of the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a, like a claw machine. You know what I thought of? It looked like <laughs> what were those damn things called in high school where you would you would do like this thing with paper. And you would write like a little. You if you hit number one, you'd open it up, and it would be like some sort of fortune or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know I what do. you're talking about. I don't. I don't know what they're called. Uh, I, I don't like, either. Is that like, a damn thing? Like it looked like that. It reminded me only because I watched the new Spider-Man this week of Doctor Octopus's uh, hands grabbers. Yeah, his grabbers. Uh, grabbers. Yeah, it really does yeah. actually. So stupid. Well, James is, in theory, still on the island. How does he not see... Well, he searches... So we didn't say. He searches every crater looking for anything, and he, he comes up short. But the rivet ship makes landfall shortly after eating the Russian ship, and James just apparently doesn't see it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Doesn't have an eye on it at that time. Nope. Were you going to say something, Blake? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> that comes later. So the ship uh, enters the what we do realize now is a secret volcano base, and we see Helga and Osato there behind the controls, and realize 100 percent now that they are indeed Spectre agents. And we see a man stroking a cat that they're mm. calling Number One. Who's that? Um, <laughs> and I gotta say, the base design's great. It looks cool. It's a nice hollowed out volcano. And yeah. yes, Corey, I was going to say something. Oh, I forgot. When the sh- so the rocket after eating the Russian spacecraft re-enters Earth's atmosphere with the with the they put that red flashing light on yeah. the bottom of it to show yep. it's heating up. Uh-huh. Um, but do you think this is where Elon Musk got his idea for the reusable rocket? Absolutely. The SpaceX capsules that come back and land? This absolutely seems like a motivating the, yeah, factor the reverse for him. boosters. The yeah. reverse booster. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. I bet if you jumped into the insane mind that is his, it was probably... Elon Musk is Blofeld. I mean, kind of. I mean, <laughs> kind it, of. I mean, more and more every day it seems that way. <laughs> But he's yeah, definitely but, Wario. We know that. Oh, absolutely. He's Wario. Wario. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so sorry, uh, Blaine. Uh, my oh, apologies. Wow. Uh, skip over that. Uh, but yes, the hollowed out volcano set design. Masterpiece. <laughs> that is a huge fucking set. <laughs> like Giant. I mean... It must have been the helicopters first as budget, and then this fucking set. <laughs> like, that had to be the budget on this. Um, oh, yeah. Also, can we just jump into the minds of the astronauts? Yeah, what are, <laughs> I wonder what the hell they were thinking. What is going on? <laughs> they land. They First, they get eaten. 
Yeah. Obviously re-enter Earth's atmosphere and then wake up in a a giant volcano. <laughs> Being taken like, prisoner. What the on f- a monorail? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even give you just wordlessly grab them and like real i mean they're gripping their arms pretty good that's stuff yeah. i noticed i'm like let go of me <laughs> you know what <laughs> I to me what is happening <laughs> you know how far i've gone but yes we hear blofeld for the first time we do and this cat sounds just like hannibal lecter here at the first part oh yeah donald pleasance he's donald going pleasance. for it um donald pleasance is making some I don't know if it's him that made these acting choices or if they were taking audio that he had done previously, but there are some parts where it sounds so weird the way he's I, speaking. I love Donald Pleasance in this. I just, he's oh. so fucking odd. He's there. the biggest oddball Blofeld maybe, like, has yeah. ever been. And he's the first one on camera, right? This is definitely the first time we see him. Does he well, sh- not his face? We've seen we see his hands, I believe, but yeah, in two previous movies that like, you see his hands. Well, just one. Thunder, Thunderball, right? No, Thunderball, from definitely a Thunderball. Love. Always in Russia with love, too. Yeah, never seen it. Okay, yeah. Um. So, but uh, uh, way ahead of this, uh, or way later on, there's a part where he, I get it's the part where they ever all the ninjas are trying to come on base, but you just see a a, 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 a view of. Blofeld, he's just like leaning back, just like it's hard to do. This is an auto audio medium, but yeah, he's just like yeah. reclining fully and just looking so vacant. And I'm like, what's going on with Blofeld right there? <laughs> it's every, so funny. Every every decision Pleasance is making is very interesting. I'll say that. Yeah, but you know what I really loved? I loved that fucking uh, specter ring he had on. Did you guys see that? Uh-huh. Ring. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. I liked that. It's a great introduction to the character. I, 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 when I, I said before that when I think of Blofeld, his is the face I think of. And holy shit, as soon as this came on, I was like, oh, Austin Powers stole a majority of that movie from this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I mean, literally in the next scene, he has a piranha pit. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, got to be the first time we've seen something like that. And it's, he's showing it off uh, to his Vinchman Hans. His, his Vinchman. Is that his, his name? The his Vinchman Hans. The Vinchman Hans. Uh, <laughs> and Hans is this larger-than-life guy. Doesn't say well, in the whole movie. Larger-than-life implies he has a big personality. <laughs> he yeah, he's, nothing. The he's just a physically large man that he's says nothing. Big. Absolutely um, nothing. Um, he's just giant. That's yeah. it. And, I will say this, but when we get to see Blofeld go to his apartment, that also is I'm going hilarious. to my apartment. <laughs> I'm going to my apartment. <laughs> you can come. Yeah. yeah you're it not so ridiculous. <laughs> you're not invited. And we got to talk about the design of this apartment. It's, oh, my God. <laughs> it is the most interesting thing. It's like an 18-foot uh, Da Vinci painting. <laughs> a renaissance painting on an easel <laughs> i just love that their minds are like what is the most villainous way we can depict this man <laughs> renaissance paintings giant fireplace a amoir <laughs> just in the corner <laughs> a desk the piranha and, pit. and again we the piranha pit is introduced and used immediately uh, because I'm glad, Blofeld, yeah, Blofeld 
you know, basically blow, uh, Blofeld. He, uh, <laughs> Blows her. He, he shoves in their face the fact that he realized that Bond was alive before they did because they used the x-ray scanner to see his PPK. And they said, who else carries a PPK? It's the only gun. Yeah. <laughs> only used by one person Only in the world. one man uses this in the world. <laughs> it's the guy that you met that looked exactly like James the, Bond. This is where, is it Helga? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. she's like, no, it can't be. I saw it in the paper. He's dead. <laughs> it's like, this is his twin. Wait a minute. You know what he looks like? And you've spent all this time not That's understanding. What I'm saying. <laughs> It was pointless. You know what? You deserve the piranha pit. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Yeah. Well, and yeah. So he acts like he's not gonna kill her, but he's got his foot ready on like a little fucking guitar pedal. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it, great. It makes a trap door open up on the on the ramp, and she falls in the pit and screams so loud to Osato to help her, and he's like, "Whoa, bitch!" Yeah. He's like, "Oh no, <laughs> I'm not reaching. I'm in not there. getting caught up in this shit. <laughs> I got Kikomon to sell." <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, got a little taken away there. Well, this brings... Well, for, we got to also talk about how they got to play to the audience to explain what's in the water. They throw a ham in or something. <laughs> With a string. <laughs> like a Hans green, does. Like a green eggs and ham, like stereotypical ham hock. My piranha. <laughs> Wait. What I don't that? know. <laughs> I don't know what accent I was doing there. <laughs> My piranha. My piranha can skin a man to the bone in 30 seconds. <laughs> and then the best ADR comes after she's dead. And he says, get Bond. Now. It is yeah. such a weird. Um, during his conversation uh, earlier, in the room before the piranha, he says something like extortions, my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it? I, what did you say? Specter stands. Oh, for? extortion was part of it. Okay, um, I thought so. I'll have to pull it up, but Oh God, it's, it's, not, a, it's not an acronym. I want to memorize. It's so no, bad. no, not it's stupid, but it mentions extortion. Yeah. Extortion which is why there. I brought that up. It's like, why would you do business with these people at all? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but that was a phenomenal little uh, segue away from James showing this whole sequence. And I absolutely loved, uh, again, loved everything up to this point. And this is where the movie takes a sharp turn. (laughs) uh, Not before we see another goddamn helicopter. Uh, Another one. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't we? (laughs) Land at this fucking dojo palace. So, Which was beautiful. <laughs> unbeknownst to us, uh, Tanaka has an entire ninja training school uh, in his in his estate, <laughs> and uh, he and Bond observe and recruit some ninjas, and we get to see some cool rocket guns. Which are literally like jet propelled bullets. So stupid. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> and we don't see them ever again. No. Uh, they, no, they, they use them all during the last fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, volcano. the 3,000 explosions that happened oh, yeah, in the end of this movie. The- <laughs> James, doesn't get to ha- James doesn't get to have one of those. What he does get is a mini cigarette blaster. <laughs> oh, you bet. You bet. <laughs> 
It's a cigarette with a missile in it. A fucking yeah. rocket in it. The craziest thing I would put in my mouth. I can't think of another yeah. thing. <laughs> well, I hope it works every time. <laughs> right? Yeah. What if it doesn't go anywhere? Yeah. What if it just explodes in my face? <laughs> um, before we got there, though, so we land at the compound with all the ninjas Ooh. and are forced to watch 10 minutes of ninja training. And these ninjas look so dead in the camera. Oh, my. They are mugging they hard, are aren't they? They showing off for the camera. And then, does that one guy kill six other people? That's what I was going to... The or guy was with the like katana a, sword. Yes. He are those those are your partners. Yeah, this doesn't feel like training anymore. <laughs> or was that a fake sword? Or it did had to s- have been a fake sword, and they're just really good at acting. Well, I, are they they're acting, acting their part? I think acting for him. They're like, we've got to act like we're dead because he killed us. He touched us with a sword like... Oh, we gotta die. We're dead. He got us. It's like touch football. Gotta play. <laughs> gotta get out. Yeah, that was insane that we had to endure that entire section. And I, again, we're seeing like a lot of martial arts. Yeah. In all the early, all the '60s bonds so far, and into the Roger Moores, they've always has there been like karate in every every single, single one? one we've seen. Oh, yeah. Has had elements of. Well, martial arts. Martial arts. There's been some sort of Asian influence, yeah. (laughs) And not to not to spoil anything, but the next movie we have also is going to have a ton of martial arts. (laughs) I I hope that we just get it out of the way. (laughs) Like oh, it's like really heavy. Oh, super heavy. uh, The the Craig ones we've watched have not had karate. No, no. But. All of the pre-80s ones so far. They are just heavy. Heavy. And, yeah. (laughs) Well, what's also funny is you're seeing all these ninjas train in martial arts, and then they immediately cut to, but now we have updated weapons that we're going to use. He even (laughs) says, let me show you my modern ninjas. Yeah. Why but one it? of the guys in the volcano still kills like 12 people with a katana, with a katana sword. sword. Luckily, he found the 12 people with baseball bats instead of guns, right? <laughs> baseball bats. <laughs> really baseball? Huge in Japan. Huge. So That's true. They love gotta, the baseball. We, we, we got to get to it. Was that Pleasance or Trump? <laughs> it's, it's At this point, I don't Baseball's know. huge in Japan. It's huge. 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 <laughs> you know, this Russian nonsense wouldn't have happened under my watch. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give them katana sword. No American give all capsules. He's <laughs> becoming Mark Wahlberg again. I know. I just, <laughs> it doesn't stay. It doesn't stay. <laughs> yeah, great katana sword. Oh, man. So, so how do you let's just, let's, just, let's just get to it. Um, Tanaka, Aki, and James are walking, and Tanaka says, in order to do this next part, you must become Japanese. And at first, I'm like, okay, I guess he's like talking about clothes and culture. We gotta like just train you, yeah. and you also have to marry a uh, ama girl uh, from the island. At first, he's like, oh, I'm gonna marry Aki. Great, I love her. I've already slept with her twice. Um, but no, it's gotta be it's gotta be someone from the island. So so he's <laughs> make they make like a really mean like pig face jokes and james oh, God, just like, yeah it's like god oh, dang james take it easy he's like i want to marry a hot woman yeah <laughs> not pig face broad honestly it once you get to this part of the movie and you start to hear all of this it's like what fucking movie am i watching what is going on yeah why does he have to become Jeff? why does he have to get married 
And who gives a fuck if who she's gives a shit? attractive yeah. or not? <laughs> and it's not like he's interacting with anyone but her when they get to the island. He's yeah. They get there and then they automatically anyway. So no, no, he, we. This needs to be. We'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll no, progress so he, through it literally. Yeah, chronologically. He he goes. They go to a operation table, and he is literally becoming Japanese. They put they prosthetics well, under his eyes. They literally this, make, make he goes full Japanese face. This it's is crazy. The, the equivalent of the Team America World Police <laughs> makeover. Yes, it was. It was like in the same room. It looked like this big surgical center, but they really just dyed his hair. Oh, no, no. Shit. They didn't dye his hair. It was a wig. Okay. They pulled a wig off. They put a wig <laughs> on him. Like a Lloyd Christmas stereotypical. Such yes, thing. it does look like it's got like the just it's a like really a high bangs, top uh, bang boy cut. Yeah. They shaved his chest. Gave him eye uh, eye situation. Tanned him up. Eyelids. Some... They like they gave him bulkier yeah. eyelids. Yeah. That, like you said, Corey, when they're like, we're going to make you, you have to become Japanese. Every logical human on Earth would just think, oh, he's got a train and all that kind of stuff. When the next scene is him in that surgery room. <laughs> I busted out. I thought I was going to die. I, I said, I could not believe it. No fucking way. No way. Like, you really meant he had to go endure a surgery to make this work? How else would they get past those seven people on the dock <laughs> that no one paid attention to? You, no one. I mean, he he even had his head down when he when he went on the dock. Like, yeah, like it mattered what he looked like, and also his Japanese was just basically like arigato. Like, it's not, yeah. oh, he's not saying anything. That is you that is what? my other. This would have been a great time to bust out that N95 again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you. I mean, we've got to get to. The nonsense that occurs before they get to that island, oh, but yes. when about the time you get here, uh, James makes it a point in the first part of the movie to tell Money Penny, "I took a first in Oriental languages." Nowhere did I see that in this no. movie. <laughs> Nowhere did that make sense. Uh, yes, yeah, so Stephen, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we got. So to. he gets right. yellow faced. <laughs> And yep. then, <laughs> then the next scene, Corey. Mm-hmm. So he, Perceived. in full now full Japanese face, he uh, he goes to bed to see Aki, and uh, and they pork again, of course. And an assassin comes in the the rooftop, in a very interesting way, lowers a string down above James's mouth, and then starts to pour poison down said string. To enter his mouth with one single drop. However, James turns the last minute, and so does Aki, and the poison goes into her <laughs> mouth. Uh, yeah, and and of course, you know, he wakes up at her choking, doesn't realize she's been poisoned, shoots and kills the assassin, but turns and sees Aki as she dies, and doesn't give two shits about it. Doesn't after that. care <laughs> at all. Not at all. Does not care that this woman has died. He spent an entire movie with her. He seemed to like... It was a very actual, as far as Connery relationships go. He didn't hit her once. He's, yeah. They had a very like sweet it was romance. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing when she died. I mean, not even the next scene. In the next moment, he was just like, well, we gotta, we gotta keep going. Yeah. And, 
Oh, so free again. <laughs> I wrote I wrote down, I was like, Blofield can't put up pictures of her to, to make James sad. That no. ain't going to work. No. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not a care in this world. I will say the poison thing was pretty cool, though. I loved that. I like yeah. that. It's very interesting. That was a I, very ninja move. And that was the last thing that was cool for a very long time. <laughs> well, and the next, uh, they wake up in the morning, he goes back to training. Did you see yeah, the, he goes the, back to training. And, did you and, see the like, fruit and, ninja? <laughs> they threw that watermelon and he just yes. chopped it. Yeah, of course. Oh, oh, I love gosh. it. And then he killed and, the guy. And while he's training, an attempt is made on James's life and he kills the guy. And uh, Tanaka comes, You just killed one of my guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is what it looked like. It <laughs> did. I really, after it was all said and done, I was like, What have been funny is that was part of the training and Bond didn't realize it and killed this man. <laughs> It was like to put him in like a real life scenario, but yeah. Bond's like, "Fuck you, I'm killing Just you." Stabbed him. You killed my man. <laughs> didn't even ask. Didn't like. Whoa, is this uh, is ninja this training? Is this real? <laughs> What's going on? Nah, you're dead. And uh, you know, he makes another joke about his pig face bride. Uh, still, moments after Aki is killed, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it hasn't even been a full minute yet. <laughs> didn't and, even uh, bury the woman yet. <laughs> They didn't even bury her at all. No. She's still um, rotting away in that uh, room. That room. We wrapped her up in the mattress and left her there. Yeah, hide this. And uh, so they have, to, they have to do a full real wedding. <laughs> oh, and, my. Oh, to say the least, they did. And surprise, at, surprise, she's not a pig face. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. But is this, does this wedding take place at Tanaka's compound? I believe so. It looks like it. Then why? <laughs> why did the ceremony need to happen? It's crazy. Why on earth is this much effort put into something that no one really sees on the island that they're going to? And yeah. it's not like someone checks a wedding certificate when they get off the boat. <laughs> no, it's like a simple fishing village. But they do the full pomp and circumstance, oh, traditional Japanese-style wedding. And then we mentioned it earlier. I don't know if they ever said her name on camera, but her name is Kissy Suzuki, which I... Well, she was... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is something. <laughs> well, you know, she did have the Suzuki fortune, so... <laughs> and, and you know, we find out that Kissy is not just one of the Ama girls. She's actually Tanaka's... One of Tanaka's students. So she's in on it very much, very much so. And she... Do you... It does not want to give James kisses here in the very beginning. No. Even her name, even though her name. but Even though her name. Even though her name. <laughs> even though her name yep. is such. <laughs> I, I wish James I said going. that. But your name, though. <laughs> but your name. Your name says I can. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't even think Connery would get that into it. He just forced his way on her. <laughs> We're married now. <laughs> I'm just going to push in. I'm gonna push against you until you give in. <laughs> that's his. That's his mo. That is the uh, always. <laughs> but yes, I just want to say married. this is where I fell asleep. By the way, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like they they get married, they get on a boat. The three of them, Tanaka included. James is wearing a uh, a rice paddy hat or whatever you. Uh, they have a real name. I don't know what they're called, and. He's very much in disguise underneath the hat. That's all he actually needed. Yet he did this whole Japanese mm-hmm. yellow face routine. Uh, they get on and the got island. Married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get on the island. We see a funeral 
procession uh, and Kissy talks to one of the local um, Ama girls and figures out some news and up in their home, I guess, which is, I don't know where, maybe, maybe the place they're staying. She refuses to consummate the marriage with James because of course he asked. It was a real marriage after all. <laughs> she says, no, no, of course, big, no thanks, but she does. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, what the fuck are these oysters for? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't need aphrodisiacs then I give. <laughs> You sleep on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but Kissy mentions that the uh, the girl uh, that the funeral was for a girl who rode her boat into a cave, and then when she came out, she was dead. And so they said, "Well, let's go there. Let's go to that cave." Hmm. And they head to that cave, and Kissy decides to wear a bikini because hell yeah. <laughs> Yep, and continues to do so for forty-five for the rest of, of the, the movie. movie. <laughs> um, she changed this... into a bikini. She was wearing regular clothes. Mm-hmm. So we go into this cave where this lady died. Let me put my bikini. Yeah. When they're on this little boat, they do like a backdrop shot. Yeah, <laughs> that it's so bad. Yeah, they've they've been in water. Like actually, I don't understand why they had to go the backdrop there unless they wanted like a close-up of them and just couldn't get it with the camera but i it feel feels like pretty needless some crap. of the final act stuff was really good some of it was horrible mm-hmm. including the part where they again ahead of ourselves leaving leaving the lair and the lava's flowing out of the volcano and they oh, kept showing that shot oh, that <laughs> that like, shit looked like a light bright like, why are we showing that over and over again it's not a good shot and also, why is there lava if it's a dead volcano and they hollowed it out? Where's the lava coming from? Man, anyway. in 1967, people were losing their shit. It's flashing. Oh, oh my God. It's going to leak into the theater. <laughs> it's like it's really cut out. <laughs> Special effects, mind blowing. <laughs> well, at the cave, they realize that it is actually full of gas. And Bond realizes it, and they hop out and hop out of the boat and swim back out into the middle of the water <laughs> and uh, climb up on some rocks and kissy gets some kisses. Oh, she does. <laughs> wanted or unwanted, we don't know. <laughs> Wait, is this where the kisses happen? Uh, or do they do the hike? In... Yeah. Well, they do a little okay. bit of a hike first. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, mm-hmm. if this is the part that I'm thinking. This, where it cuts away real weird, where James is talking. I don't what? know. <laughs> where they sure. first kiss. I, I don't know. Never I, mind. I, I, I got to sure. tell you, up until he gets inside that volcano, I was in and out on this. Okay. Well, they do like a hike. They go hiking, oh, basically. I love that they're just like, well, got to go to the top of this mountain now. Gotta go to the yeah. top of the mountain. In soaking wet clothes. Isn't that a fun hike? Holy shit. Uh, but they do spot, hey, another helicopter heading another towards the volcano. fucking helicopter. <laughs> and so now they know exactly where to go, and they make haste. Uh, and, of course, at the top of the volcano, once James realizes that uh, it's the lair, he sends Kissy off to Tanaka and makes his way into the volcano. And this is what we were talking about earlier. We don't really see it at first, but there's no boat or anything for Kissy. She has to just... Make the full on hike back and then swim all the way back to the island. And it's a when long time. When they cut to her, when they cut to her, 
Michael Phelpsing in the middle of this war. I was like, oh, shit. She had to do the whole thing. Yeah. While uh, getting shot at by a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Another helicopter. I mean, you got to think. This woman swam out of a gas-filled cave, hiked up a mountain, down a mountain, (laughs) swam across the ocean to go get Tiger Tanaka. It is a. And then he comes back again. And I mean, they come back in full force, but we'll get there. Uh, so <laughs> I just, I, I still can't believe that swimming scene is so funny to me, mm-hmm. but James, uh, heads in with a little, uh, with a suit that's got suction cups on its kneecaps, which I, and, I, I love and, and palms. <laughs> and palms. Yeah. He already, I mean, I, at first I thought when he, we put on the balaclava, I was like, did he just have a camouflage suit ready to go? Cause it was the same color as the rocks. And I thought he was putting it on at first so that the helicopter wouldn't see him. But he just had this suit ready for spelunking, I guess. I don't know what he thought he was going to be doing. Uh, he gets in there and he rescues some of the captured astronauts and uh, helps uh, and gets in to help him put on, put on one of the suits so that he can actually get into the spaceship eater. Okay, so when James gets into the base and is sneaking around, we see like 35 different modes of transportation in this base you got like a monorail like with different <laughs> shaped cars yep you have these little golf carts and then did you guys see the one big red tractor i did not like a big john deere style tractor goes by oh in the God, background no. damn it how but, did that get in there <laughs> did this movie just bore me to <laughs> out of my mind that I didn't notice this? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was laughing because all these little like dainty futuristic looking things <laughs> and then just this giant red tractor. For what purpose? <laughs> I guess to tractor things? Pull things? Sure. <laughs> tractor mean, things? They got a tractor Obvious we things. farmed before. <laughs> well, I, d- I doubt the uh, the golf carts could pull the giant rocket around. Well, that's fair so enough. So maybe they have yep. a tractor for heavy stuff. <laughs> um I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Would have been Tractor. great as if, if uh, Blofeld was driving it <laughs> with the cat. That's how he escaped. I got a new ride. <laughs> That's the only thing that was left. I'm driving it to my apartment. <laughs> well, so James is dressed up as an astronaut and climbs the elevator with the other astronaut, who, again, does not recognize him at all. <laughs> nope, and nope. they both go to enter the spaceship. The first astronaut goes in fine. However, when James goes in, he puts in his uh, his air his air rebreather, whatever they called it, in first <laughs> before he stepped in. And Blowfield catches this and says, stop that bad. And uh, calls in the, the reserve astronaut and tells and asks them to bring James to him. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's it's I was I was trying to see if he was trying to mimic what the other astronaut did and what did he do with his his little carrying case? It looked like I, he did the same thing, so I don't I don't know. I didn't notice, but when Blofeld said that later, I was like, did the other guy do the same thing? Yeah. But I, I'll have to go back and watch. Yeah, I it didn't seem like he did anything different than James, to be quite it looked honest. Like they were doing the same thing, but obviously not. Mm-hmm. And, then, and this is where Blofeld finally shows his face. 
And he shows it to the side. If you've never seen it, he, he pulls to the side, and there's a guy still mm-hmm. in the middle of the frame <laughs> that, that he has to push away he so that around. he can fully see. Move. It's me. I had me. I tie. Peekaboo. <laughs> Move, Mr. Henchman. Uh, yeah, and, the, uh, the makeup yeah. effect on him was pretty good. That wasn't too bad for okay. 1960s, yeah. The hellacious scar? Yeah. <laughs> the hellacious, his wound all over mm-hmm. his face. He got chainsaw uh, to the face. We didn't see that part. And they set we... up him to make sure he can say the titular line of the movie ah. in his little spe- spiel, which is always <laughs> kind of a... <laughs> spiel! Uh, always a bit of a drag when that happens, because it's never executed well. It, and it it doesn't seem uh, equal to whatever was being said. It was just out of nowhere. Ah, you only lived twice. Well, I've died yeah. before. Well, you only lived twice. Looks at camera and... <laughs> Says who? Blunk Wink. Blunk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but and Donald Pleasant is great. I love Donald Pleasant. And then from there we see another goddamn helicopter. Of course we do. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? at Aki. In the well, water. <laughs> that's uh, she. She she escapes though to get uh, Hanaka and uh, or Tanaka. Sorry. And at this mm-hmm. time, we see Tanaka arrive with about a hundred ninjas, yeah. <laughs> and they climb into the volcano as the space eater is launched. Um, but Blofeld catches uh, catches on to this plan, <laughs> and they shut the they shut the 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 uh, the mouth of the volcano. The fake and, lake. Yeah, um, a lot of the. Oh, actually, he does. No, what he says is the crater guns. He says crater guns. Yeah. Before that, though, they start doing launch preparations for like ten minutes. Oh yeah. It was so boring, and that guy started counting down from like <laughs> an hour and a half or yeah. something. Yeah. One hour thirty minutes and zero seconds. One hour twenty nine <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Just announcing everything. Like we can hold up. <laughs> we don't yeah, need let's to do start the it. And that's what they they make fun of that in Austin Powers. Yep. Oh yeah. Let's just this really is bring it down to three so seconds. Much of it. Yeah. Um but yes, and then the ninjas start to infiltrate. Oh, do they? Until the crater guns absolutely massacre them. Yeah. This is the most violent twelve minutes. Oh my god. Yes. Bond I we've seen so far i agree i agree it, i mean at first i was like he's really bringing a lot of people there but he needed to a lot of them die pretty pretty quickly from those crater guns people are devoted their life to specter apparently because they're willing to die for this nonsense i love that he just calls them those crater guns <laughs> <laughs> not like crater defense gun. system or anything no nope. activate the crater gun <laughs> So Blofeld decides to do the classic evil guy thing and reveal his entire plan that he essentially wants to create a superpower by pitting Russia and United States against each other. And so far, so good, because simultaneously the United States is ready on go to uh, to launch their ship yet again. And if it gets eaten, they're going to bomb Russia <laughs> and start World War Three. So James decides at this point to uh, step in and do something about it, and he asks for his cigarettes. If the world's going to burn, might as well have a smoke. We obviously know that something's up, because we've seen this cigarette before, and 
but but Blofeld <laughs> just says, uh, yeah, that's cool. Give him cigarettes. And so James that lights smoke. <laughs> lights a cigarette and blows away the guy in charge of the uh, the controls for opening and closing the <laughs> volcano hatch. I gotta say, this guy <laughs> didn't deserve to die. <laughs> I had one job. They probably just put like the like the. Uh, the special hire, yeah. Special <laughs> hire. On, on, My thing on was a is greater door. Yeah. Look, he just pushes the button, dude. You don't have to kill him. Why don't you aim your cigarette at Blofeld? Right. <laughs> or like the control panel. Yeah. To shut. Uh, before that, though. So throughout this, they're kind of jumping, jumping in between scenes, uh, and they show the eater rocket in space on one of the video feeds but it's a video of the rocket in space yep <laughs> so did uh, just like with the helicopters yeah uh, earlier did they have an additional spacecraft to film the space? it was <laughs> We we want to know what's going on. We yeah. like looking at our stuff. It's almost action. like someone had a film camera out, out there. <laughs> I was like, that's so stupid. It's like six feet away from. I, I just had to point that. Out. So the hatch is opened, and now our ninjas can come in full force, and we get this great shot of a bunch of them coming down in ropes. Probably my favorite shot of the movie, uh, where you see like. 20 or 30 of these ninjas, you know, roping down. And it did remind me a little bit of like of Moonraker. And I feel like he nailed it better in this shot versus <laughs> kind of the, you know, the, the full on fight that hit that happened in Moonraker. On the Wait. space station. Oh yeah. When all the commandos get there. This didn't remind you of the prom scene in the next crowd of kid though. I, <laughs> it's on it's on some streaming platform so i'm gonna definitely be watching the next karate kid here because like i said oh. i thought i saw that movie it turns out i've never seen it if that's actually what happens uh well there's a propel down in the prom um also in this part you see aki or kissy sorry still in her bikini yeah she just still got like she's bikini. got like a shawl on top now, but she's still just bikini. Yeah, and I'm going to point out another <laughs> background thing that hopefully someone else saw this time. There's a guy. As most of the ninjas have jumped off their ropes, there's one guy in the background, still in his rope, just spinning in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. No. Damn it! You can't say Holy I saw that. Shit! One. You're really an e- you're, you're eagle-eyeing this movie. Oh man. Okay. That makes me angry that I haven't seen a lot of this stuff. Yeah, he just got left there. It looks like someone <laughs> didn't help him down or something. Can someone help me, please? I mean, honestly, I am writing so much during during these movies, so it's tough. I must be missing things, especially when when well, a little behind the scenes when you have to kind of do these things. I'm writing a lot more than I'm watching sometimes, so. I mean, I yeah, I pause and rewind like the a movie lot. turns into like four hour movie yeah. when I watch it, um, especially when you're doing an overview. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. You guys have some things to go back and look for. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Uh, so everyone starts to go nuts, and um, Blofeld decides that 
now's the time to uh now's the time to make my leave um and he takes bond <laughs> with him and he also has osato and it looks like he's gonna shoot bond but instead he uh takes care of osato when he should have done he should have just done it earlier <laughs> i don't know why he left the guy hanging out only to kill him again later for his for the same failure that he killed number 11 for now i have one thing that i noticed to see if you guys notice from about the time that explosion happens in the control room, and then from then on, this cat is losing its shit in Blofeld's arm. And it was oh, cracking God. me up. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, a point man. Something happens. I can't remember. What, it might have been the shot, but it like runs away. Yeah, it does run away at one point. But <laughs> there's a scene when their explosion happens inside of that control room. And you can tell that cat... Is not about oh, yeah. any not of this thrilled. shit. <laughs> no. Not pumped about what's going on. And when no. he shoots Osato, that cat is cowering in fear on the ground. Oh my god, yes. Like, oh my god, someone get the I cat. Feel, I'm not a cat person, but I did feel bad for this cat. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he he saves the shot for Bond. Waits till he gets on his little monorail. <laughs> and now he's finally going to do his goodbye, Mr. Bond, but it's foiled. Um, just in time by a ninja star. <laughs> Which is our first ninja star in the movie. And then James gets one in the very next scene. Is it the same? I don't. When did James get uh, ninja stars? I don't know. He, I think he had them. He had them in that suit. Because they were throwing them at the dojo. He probably yeah. took some. Uh, again, Pockets wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Pockets wonderful ADR by Pleasance, too. Die, Mr. Bond. It was so Ninja weird. Star. Thrown by Tanaka, by the way. You, you goddamn right it was. Um, <laughs> goddamn yes, right. <laughs> in the very next scene, James does kill someone with a Ninja Star. <laughs> and that guy ends up, he gets hit at the top of the stairs. And then immediately transports 15 feet and falls off uh, yeah. the cliff. Rolls down the stairs. <laughs> Maybe it's the next guy who falls off the cliff. But either way. No, nowhere near the edge when the, the killing happens. No, <laughs> there's some. Uh, there's a lot of that though. There's, there's some bonkers in this, stuff. Yeah. In, in this movie, there's a lot of cuts after a gunshot <laughs> or a strike, and then it cuts to the guy just falling off of something. Absolutely. It happens maybe twelve times. Oh, at least. I love all the explosions going on and people flying through the air. Hey, absolute! I don't know if any, we we painted this picture enough, but this is absolutely chaotic. It's scene. chaos. Like I said, it they're looks going like nuts. all the yeah. extras look scared. I genuinely, I literally felt nervous for some of these stuntmen. Like shit I, is blowing up everywhere. There are sometimes when the the guys are running and explosions are happening in their face. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, this and this is a, 1967. Safety was this not This was not an OSHA-compliant uh, oh, film no. set. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, it's right, uh, so right after that, after the Ninja Star, uh, Bond heads off to go fight Hans, which is another kind of uh, <laughs> really interesting fight. Similar to, I think, one we've already seen already, but just where Bond is throwing every single punch against uh, Hans's chest to no avail, and it's it's more <laughs> comical than it is than it is good. Yeah. Uh, and this dude's huge. Yeah, Hans is a massive dude. And they're doing this in Blofeld's apartment. 
in his little fancy apartment, of course. <laughs> of course. In my apartment. <laughs> and uh, but uh, Bond t- gets gets the better hand, the upper hand, and launches Hans into the piranha pit. Two piranha pit deaths. Pretty fun. You gotta love it. I think it's how Hans would want to go. In the nick of time, he gets to the solo. control room. <laughs> Snuck a solo in there. Uh, in the nick of time, he gets to the control area and blows the the space eater. And the United States de-escalates. We didn't mention that they were on literal DEFCON 1. I can't remember what they said, though. They're, they use a different term. But they They're were sitting like, in a very weird observation booth. I know that. He kept saying... Uh... Damn it, what was he saying? I know. I don't remember. I don't no. remember either. But it wasn't DEFCON. No, no like DEFCON. No. It was like code name or. Im- imminent stupid. or something like that, yeah. Yes. But that guy de escalates right into the camera. Oh, yeah. You... <laughs> Looking dead into it, just tell them. Yeah. But, anyways. It's off. I digress. Mm hmm. <laughs> It's no longer happening. Bond saves the day, but Blofeld triggers the base self-destruct. And they all swim out of the the gas cave, which was so far away from the volcano in question. So we don't see them escaping through the tunnels. We just see them make, make an yeah. exit and then swim out of the cave that was so far away from the volcano. And this is where <laughs> we see the volcano spewing out the fakest lava you've ever seen in your entire life. Yes. It was like a picture of lava that they superimposed onto the volcano with smoke. It's wild. It's wild. And they show it like five times. Yeah, Yukon Cornelius' fight against the abominable snowman and Rudolph <laughs> looked better than this. I couldn't believe that they kept panning <laughs> I back agree. to it. I was like, okay, one was enough. We we get it. What, we show, what you were trying to do, you shouldn't have just you shouldn't have shown it at all. It didn't help the Yeah. I mean this movie's no Dante's peak, I know that. Mm. Pierce Brosnan. Joe. Oh. It sure is. We could watch that for a, a snap judgment. <laughs> Not only because it has him in it. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Bond. Absolutely nothing. Brother. Absolutely nothing. Well, they swim out and uh, it looks like Tanaka probably has dropped some life rafts for everybody, which is super nice. And James and Kissy get their own and have another set of kissies right before they get cock blocked by the mi6 sub and uh and that's how the movie ends super abrupt yeah yeah Uh, even for these movies it was super abrupt just done and that is you only live twice it sure is that was it's a wild ride yeah two halves i would say (laughs) i just it feels like two different movies. I know that. Definitely not a uh, a linear experience progression here. No. Very up and down. Um, and James Bond will be back for Your Majesty's Secret Service, but not Sean Connery. No, nope. no. Last we'll have time our first taste of George Lazenby, and our only taste. Our only taste. <laughs> yeah. Although that's not the movie we're watching next, but no. we'll get that at the end of yes. the show. And that's it. That's so, it. All we got to do is uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll take a we'll take a little break. Mm-hmm. Come back, get to our awards and our scores, and we have a little new segment in store. But we'll get to that in just a second. It's gonna be a surprise segment. Yeah, just listen. You'll you get there. just listen. Let's go ahead and take <laughs> that break. 
hey guys, hey guys, you better fucking listen. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, bye. Welcome back to Judgment. Now, folks, this is usually where we render our judgment on the movie, but today we got a little treat for you. Longtime listeners might recognize this person coming back to the show. Jill's back here to render her special judgment of the Bond films in a segment we like to call License to Jill. Jill, take over, please. And I just want to say, so Jill, what the audience should know is you don't... Uh actually sit through these two-hour Bond movies. No, I sit through every single second. <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> so, Jill is uh, kind of in and out when these movies are being played, so she's going to tell us, based on what she has seen, what You Only Live Twice is about in Jill's eyes. Go ahead, Jill. Okay, so I've been affectionately calling this movie Yolt. <laughs> because I love it. Obviously. Uh-huh. Okay, so basically, just to break down this movie, James Bond goes to Japan and joins a sumo league. Um, most of these scenes, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but they're like loosely based on the movie Goldmember. On what? On Goldmember, the movie. Oh, the movie. <laughs> yes, like, yes. These mm-hmm. scenes are very loosely based on that. If uh-huh. you have a keen eye, you might have picked that up. Yep. So anyway, he gets to Japan. Uh, Lindsay Lohan is there. I don't know if you guys noticed her. <laughs> Didn't notice her. So she's there. Um, mm-hmm. He meets this guy who gets up from one armchair, crosses the room, <laughs> goes to another armchair. So far, you're doing great. I'm sorry. I, I missed a huge part. He goes down a slide first. Oh, yes. He goes Don't down a slide <laughs> and then meets this guy who's sitting in an armchair. He gets up. He walks 10 paces, sits down in another armchair. Big plot gives, point in this movie. Good point, Joe. <laughs> gives his whole spiel. It seems very important. I can tell the chairs play a really big part in this movie. Oh, from beginning to end. Obviously really important. Um, That man takes him to a house where women are clearly treated really well. Yep. Bathe the guys for what feels like about 45 minutes Mm -hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they bathe them. Um, They all take baths together. This is like simultaneously. Like they've got Jack and Jill bathtubs. It's really cute. In his okay. living room, also, mm-hmm. from what I gathered. Did you like how the women were turned on by having to bathe these men? Yeah, I mean, it's super realistic. That's definitely the way that all women who are not being paid behave. Agreed. Um, I'm really glad like we're of the same mind, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then they decide to give Bond an Asian makeover, which I feel like is really appropriate <laughs> for... Especially here in 2022. It feels good watching that. Doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? Um... So they give him an Asian makeover. It seems like he's going to go undercover. Uh, mm. He tries to have sex with a woman on a hillside. So that's the next part of the movie. <laughs> um, instead, they go down into a volcano, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, which, keen eyes, based on the movie The Spy Who Shagged Me. Uh, I thought uh, you yeah. were going to say Joe versus the volcano. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, too. That, too. I feel like they definitely picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so there's a spaceship inside the volcano. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay Lohan is there again, and that's the movie. <laughs> Jill, I, I gotta tell you, spot on. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, that was the whole plot of this movie. Anyway, I thought it was really good. 
Can I also just say, it would make more sense if Bond got all that surgery to go undercover than what he actually did. (laughs) (laughs) Would it surprise you to know that James Bond went under this Asian transformation just to marry a woman? What? (laughs) (laughs) It's It's used for that and that only. That only, Jill. There's no other reason... Okay. Then to just marry a woman. <laughs> I, I will say that it picked up at another part where they're like in a ditch. And it's the Asian woman that he's trying to have sex with on the hillside. But there is an actual Asian man with her. And I looked at Blaine and went, they did such a good job on this makeup. <laughs> Damn, James. <laughs> <laughs> he really looks Asian there. Did the Zoolander... <laughs> Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, Jill, this is uh, quite a shocking bit of <laughs> of somatic, uh, cinematic uh, filmmaking. I don't know what else to say about it. Turns out it wasn't actually him. That was an actual Asian man. No, no. Uh, Sean Connery looks just the same, <laughs> just more offensive. <laughs> yeah, it was an uh, interesting movie. Um, I feel like you got the... The main parts down though. I feel like I did. Got the beats for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So that's been licensed to Jill. (laughs) Well, well worth it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jill. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome back to Judgment. Let's do our awards and scores for "You Only Live Twice." So let's start off the way we always do. Best death. Mm. Andrew, let's kick it off. Best death. What do you got? Well, I didn't go for the low-hanging fruit, but I did love these four deaths. It was uh, the helicopter pilots with uh, the little helicopter destroying them in various ways. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, I liked those I liked those deaths. One death for each gadget. Absolutely. How it should be. It's the best hey. way to use it. You came all that way. You might as well use them all. What was... Okay. We'll ask you. I'm going to ask you what your low-hanging... What you perceive as... I think I'm going to say it just because... And I'll go ahead and go next. Mine is because it's just a classic. Is number 11, Dying by Piranhas. Yes, that was mine. Uh (laughs) Aha. Mine was the string poison. It's a good death. It's a great death. So clever. It was great. Yeah. I was like, that would work. Yeah. I I want to say that I honestly saw that same death in a movie with John Cusack where he was an assassin, but it didn't stick with me. This really looked cool in this movie. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I really loved how it just gripped down. It was very cool looking as well as yeah. ideally. Great, great deaths all around, but now we mm-hmm. got to figure out what the best line was, or as I like to think of it, the best worst line <laughs> because there's a lot to think about uh, i will go ahead and start since i mentioned it earlier that when they're talking about james's chest hair james responds saying japanese proverbs say bird never make nest in bear tree <laughs> and, and just like whatever james, that means james uh, okay <laughs> cool james <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, these proverbs. Well, I just want to jump out, <laughs> jump next, and say, 
Mine was also from that whole scene, and it's uh, in Japan. Men come first. Women come second. <laughs> the well, why don't double entendre. Here? Yeah. <laughs> and um, in Austin Powers, he adds, or sometime not at all. <laughs> I don't remember that. I mean, I they say, great they line, yeah. say that. In the very first one, that's great. That's what Austin adds, or sometimes not at all. Or sometimes it's a great tag. Um, mine is a throwaway line. You guys may not even remember it. Uh, I've been doing that a lot in this movie. Um, when James is talking to Osato for the first time, and Osato's like, "Hey, what happened to uh, Matthews or whoever the other guy was?" That James replaced. Oh, yeah. James goes, uh, he fell into a pulverizer. <laughs> yeah. It's right. Just, what? He fell into a pulverizer. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Just deadpan. Well, screw yeah. death you can think of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he suffered for hours. <laughs> fell into a pulverizer. It's hilarious. <laughs> Honorable mention, though, I don't know why I like it so much, but when James is, un- is-, is cut open from his canvas death. Uh, death at sea, and he and he kind of pulls the rebreather off, and he just goes, "Permission to come aboard, sir." It's the way he delivers it. <laughs> I laughed so hard, I was like, "That was so genuine." I I really liked. It. That uh, was uh, the uh, most Bond moment in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. It really was. honestly, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It it stayed with me. So, mm. let's just say, I think if we don't all have the same final cut, then we're just. The final cut. We're not doing me. this show right, yeah. <laughs> the final cut is Japanese face. Why did we do yellow face? Why, why, why? A million times. Oddly enough, that's not mine. Mine well, either. Well, <laughs> although I don't disagree, it should not be there. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least that was like, they tried to make it like a, no. gadge, a gadgety <laughs> situation. Okay. But mine served even less of a purpose, and that is. The whole goddamn wedding. Absolutely. Well, okay, that well, I would mine. tie them together. Yeah, I would definitely tie them together. They're, yeah, they're tied together, but mm-hmm. the wedding more so. Just yeah, the conversation uh, that Tanaka's like, you have to become Japanese and you have to be married. Why? Why did any of that? <laughs> but just, why I, can't you just go on the island and go mm-hmm. investigate like you do everywhere? How about I take my helicopter and just fly there and investigate? Which they do anyways. Yeah. <laughs> They have already done that. Yeah. The, the wedding for me is the most pointless piece of filmmaking and takes all the air out of this movie when it all that kills, happens. Kills the momentum. You yeah. go from the helicopter, gyrocopter fight to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It didn't work at all. So the wedding for me, yellow face for you, wedding for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, they made a poor decision with... Those, those <laughs> that's thirty minutes of the movie. That thirty yeah. minutes, and you know, sure. honestly, the movie felt thirty minutes too long. Yeah, yeah. so I know where to cut. Mm-hmm. Cut shaved it off. We'll we'll make a new order. We'll suggest a new way to watch this movie. We'll take those timestamps, delete them out. You just fast forward to the next part. Masterpiece. Get them the hell out of there. <laughs> Absolutely. Mean, honestly, yeah. You really did. nothing's. You just have Aki's death in there. You got to shoehorn in because. That seems great, but whew. all right. So <laughs> let's score this bad boy. 
Let's do it. Bond factor. I'm going to lead here because I don't think we're going to agree. But I gave this an 81. And here's why. I know that he, obviously, behind the scenes was kind of over with over it. Uh, but I still liked his charisma. He was being of the time. He was being the of the time Bond, so uh, a little bit inappropriate. Uh, but he didn't do anything like with women that was that was uh, aggressive in this one, which is nice. Um, and he was he was pretty violent in a good way. Like his fight scenes were pretty good, uh, and he actually seemed like a very capable Bond in in so many ways. And I just of of, of the two Bond. Sean, Bond Seanries we've seen so far. I do think this was a better version of Bond, despite this being the lesser of the two movies. Hmm. Interesting. In my mind. Well, I agree with you in most every sense, except for the fact that he's a better Bond in Goldfinger than mm. this one. Mm-hmm. I gave this a 70 for Bond mm. because I could pick up on, like you said, the underlying attitude he had towards it was kind of coming through on camera and taking away from the traditional bond charisma that I like to see. He had kind of a frumpy attitude to him, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was very capable, still had some charisma. Just, I don't think he was anywhere close to his gold. Well, he was relatively close, but he wasn't up to Goldfinger par for Connery. So yeah. 70 for me. Um, I'm with you on that. I actually gave it a 69, huh? Hey, hey high five. Where's, <laughs> where's the oysters at? <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. There, you could tell that Connery felt a little done. <laughs> like he, he's not as... He phoned, I, it, he phoned it in a little bit. A little bit. I didn't find him as charming as Goldfinger, even though he's a complete asshole. <laughs> but... There is some elements that he's actually... Well, he was more playful, way more playful. Yeah, yeah. And this one, it's like, you can just tell. Especially like we talked about when he's in the chair. It's like... Dare I say the closest to Craig of a non-Craig Bond we've seen so far. The closest Um, Sean gets there, for sure. Yeah. So far. We haven't seen the rest of it. So far. This coming from the three of us... One of us likes Casino Royale more than the other two, so maybe that's why I like him a little bit more than. I think two of us feel the same about Casino Royale than others. That's exactly what he just said. Oh, I'm sorry. I was doing the numbers. <laughs> doing the numbers. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> doing a little math over here. You misunderstood what I said. That's okay. I did. I, that's my bad. Continue on. <laughs> so then let's let's uh, move right into action scenes. And Andrew, I'm gonna let you lead this one. I'm not going to lie. I thought uh, <laughs> this was pretty wild for 1967. I gave it a 79 in action sequences. I didn't think they were bad. I mean, the fights were great. The The near deaths that happened at the end of this movie were pretty great. So 79 for me. Blaine? I agree. I gave it a 77. Okay. Pretty heavy on the action. And, and as we mentioned, if it hadn't been for that 30-minute lull... Like if they had written it, you know, more aptly, there probably yeah. would have been a little bit of action in that those sequences, and I would have picked it up pretty high. I mean, the gyrocopter scene alone, great, is sick. And then the 
fucking volcano <laughs> explosion yeah. murder fest. Absolutely wild. And then that awesome fight, too, at the beginning of and it. Like I said, like the, the fight scenes here were so much better than any we've seen in the Roger Moores or anything we've seen uh, in far. the Conneries. I mean, some of the fight scenes in the Craigs are obviously super well choreographed. Yeah. But mm-hmm. For 67, it was pretty awesome. So, mm-hmm. uh, 77. I am pretty much right the same way. I, mean, I did 76. Uh, and it's yeah. literally only because of that big lull in there um, that just kind of really felt disjointed. And so it, it, it made it made a third of the film feel like not an action movie. Uh, but everything else was great. I mean, really entertaining. I was riveted. And I actually, for the most part, outside of a couple images, looked pretty tight, practically. Um, and then they just decided to throw some horrible CGI uh, here and there. Uh, coming back to the <laughs> volcano, I can't. I don't even, not, I don't I even know if CGI is appropriate term for what happened. Those weren't computer generated. That was yeah. somebody flashing Someone's a light just... behind a translucent <laughs> volcano image. I don't even know what it's called before CGI, but they used it, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, claymation so... would have been better than what happened. <laughs> so uh, next on in, we actually have some gadgets in this movie. Uh, at least enough to talk about. And so, Blaine, I want you to lead the gadgets. What do you think about the gadgets in this movie? Okay, out of the gate, I'm going to give this a 78. So there's some solid gadgets here. Like I said, most in most cases, if you presented me with a gyrocopter, I'd be like, hell yeah, we're going high. But because <laughs> they immediately used it, it took away from me. And then the... I know he uses the cigarette missile, but the impractical nature of that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a scary thing. I mean, it's hard to call it impractical when he used it effectively, Mm -hmm. but but it's ludicrous. So, 78, (laughs) I feel good about that. Okay. You know why you should feel good about that? Yeah. I also give it a 78. I swear to God. I also give it a 78. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything. I give it a seventy-nine. So we are. Oh, wow! The same yeah. simpatico. I tell tonight. you what. Holy shit! I yeah, still I... think that the Moonraker stuff was like a lot more fun, but these felt like real gadgets, and I liked that. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, uh, nothing felt outlandish. The gyrocopter maybe a little bit, but everything else felt like it belonged. So, and, and except the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cigarette. But he also had the safe cracker. That was the safe, safe cracker. cracker. Yeah. The suction yellow suit. face. The suction suit. Oh, boy. The suction uh, suit. <laughs> yeah. The rocket right. guns were, were, they existed, but they're Let's stupid. be honest. <laughs> Bullets are basically rockets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they're propelled yeah. by. It made no sense. An explosion. Yeah. The same way. I guess not continuously so stupid. That's what it is. He's like, is there like a, are they? Is there a little jet in the bullets that would make them? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, so even if it was like, hey, they can travel further than a bullet. That's something. But it wasn't like, it was just like, okay, sir. <laughs> yeah. Great job. Do you job. know how these work? <laughs> well done, Tiger. Good okay, job. guys, let's talk about the song and opening titles. I'm gonna lead this one. I'm leading strong, guys. I loved All it. All right, okay. I loved it. The melody really 
was great. And again, I'm going back and listening to it after I watch the movie again. I'm not just doing the ending credits. I'm going back and watching the opening credits uh, two times so that I can really make sure I hear the words. And I like Nancy Sinatra singing, and there's a little, there's a little bit of some uh, of of parts where I'm like, eh, maybe she was missing the pitch there. Um, but the lyrically was good, and the melody was great. The sequences themselves fit in with the movie and weren't too over the top. Maybe a little bit. Uh, I give it a 91. I loved it. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy shit! I just shit. I I liked it a lot. I can't. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to pull back. I think it might be my first 90 score of the whole podcast. I wow. believe it was. Yeah. Wow. Holy I wasn't shit. expecting that. I. But if you like one, you like one. Yeah, that's all that matters. Okay. Wow. I'm a little, I'm a little shook. I'm yeah. a little shook. Okay. Well, Blaine, since you're shook, tell us why. Yeah. Okay, so I gave this a 51. Woo! A, a good 40 points <laughs> less than you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't dislike the song. I just feel like it never crescendoed. It had like the nice little melodic build up, and then just kind of fizzled out at the top. I feel like she could have really hammered home with the "You Only Live Twice," but she <laughs> didn't. She kept it yeah. subtle. And the reason I didn't give it lower is because I love how Mr. John Barry incorporated. Mm-hmm the melody into the background of a lot of the action sequences. So I liked the melody of it, just felt it could have hit hit harder at the top. And yeah. then as far as the the graphics, fine. I mean, heavy Japan. The movie was heavy Japan. <laughs> yeah. Saw some nipple in this one as well. Yeah. Um, Throw them in there. Mm-hmm. Again with the sixties one, I think it was it was fine. Yeah. I just thought the song could have hit just a tad bit harder yeah i i'm with you to an extent i like the titles were good it goes with what you're doing um uh the music i really liked I, again i love when it's incorporated throughout the movie yeah the song though like i said was just a little boring for me yeah it wasn't you know it didn't stand out i don't have it in my james bond playlists on my phone i mean it's just kind of boring to me so Mine was a little higher than Blaine's. I actually gave it a 59 based on everything. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I think I might find that despite not liking the slow nature of Sam Smith's, I kind of like some of these slower, older songs. I think I even texted you, Andrew, one that I think is going to be a runaway one for me, but I'll save it. <laughs> um, I Yeah. Uh, the one you text me, I'm also a big fan, but we won't spoil it. I'll say this. Fans of the band Townland, you know, go go and take a look. They did some Bond, uh, some Bond covers. Well, a Bond medley. It's very good. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, we liked it, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to say that and see what I think about it when I see it in the movie and see if I'll have the same thoughts. But I kind of like these slower, melodic songs. I, I do too. I just needed it to pick up just for a second. Yeah, just hit me hard for just a second throw me out of my loop but and i actually like nancy sinatra a lot i just felt like this just was a little boring <laughs> yeah i mean i've been singing the song for days <laughs> yeah i noticed so, i mean it's it's not bad i just don't like when you call me at 3 a.m singing it <laughs> but that's the ambient right yes, sure. yes okay yes. Thought so. uh, of course <laughs> well let's talk about plot and characters let's give it our score andrew let's let's talk about plot and characters 
plot, um, I'm going to say, is fine. If you cut out the pointlessness that exists in this movie, the plot's fine. Blofeld's trying to make the two world superpowers go to war. Okay, I can get behind it. Uh, characters, I like Tiger Tanaka. I like uh, Blofeld to a certain extent, but everybody else just feels very one note to me. So, uh, I didn't give it a bad score, though. Uh, all in all, I gave it a 65 for plot and character. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same ballpark. I said a 68 um, just because of the huge separation from one part of the film to the next. It just felt disjointed after after a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're not really watching carefully, you might not even understand what the whole point <laughs> of it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and as much I, as as much as I like Aki and Kissy, they were both very like they just existed on camera to be the <laughs> the Japanese girls. Absolutely, it's a little tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blaine, I 100% agree. I gave it a 63. Oh, okay. For very similar reasons, and mostly the score. Okay, so the plot obviously has problems. Characters, some of them they're weak, but Tiger is strong. <laughs> I really like Tiger. He was strong. <laughs> Tiger strong. He was so useful. James would have been absolutely fucked it it's kind of upsetting that he never comes back ever and i it's such a great character no he's for me equivalent to felix he's he the might Jap- be a lot cooler than felix uh, i mean as far as usefulness yeah crushed it here yeah absolutely um, so 63 all right well, great. So, um, apologies, Sarah, got a little zoned. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's finish here now. Or not finish. Uh, we got one more, uh, our, our Two more. villain before we get to the finish. Uh, let's talk about our villain, Blofeld. Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Who we don't really see <laughs> until <laughs> the second half of the movie. Yeah. So, that's going to play a little part in it, but I, I do want to hear your thoughts, uh, Blaine, start us off. 48. Oh, okay. Um, because you don't see him that much. And I was telling Andrew this off mic. This might have been, this reveal might have been better served by us watching these chronologically. Because you're teased with Blofeld in two prior movies. Yeah, that's true. So when he turns around and you see him finally, it's just like, oh, this is the guy's arm we've seen twice in the last 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Big whoop. Um, so it didn't have as big of an impact. And then he just, he, I don't know, <laughs> he was very strange. He gave some real incel vibes, he, I got to say. He did. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, there's not much to go on, really to yeah. score him so mm-hmm. because of that the little impact he had uh, I had to give him a 48 which is still way better than Hugo Drax um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if he had more screen time it probably would have been higher but 48 I thought a little differently I agree with the fact that it was odd that he didn't have enough but Knowing who he was ahead of time, not not even minding that we didn't watch these in order, he is still the face I think of. So in that regard, how memorable he is, I gave him a 76. I think he 
did did uh, did he do a lot? Maybe not, but he did enough to make him really stand out. And the choices he made were strange, but they left an impact. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, after the movie and after several more of these movies, I'm probably still going to keep thinking about him as a villain. I think about more than fucking Hugo Drax or I don't even remember the, the name of the villain from um, what you call it, the male of the golden gun. Scaramanga. Francisco Scaramanga? How dare you? Scaramanga, yeah. It's already like... I I love Scaramanga. (laughs) He was my favorite part of that movie. (laughs) I I think that's where we disagreed. I was like, he was fine. I felt like he was kind of an odd villain. He didn't feel very villainous. Okay, all right. We're not talking about that movie, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, uh, I'm kind of in between both of you. I gave it a 68. Um... Again, his plan is fine. I love a good world domination plan. Like I said before, it's one of my favorite. But uh, I don't. He is just such a weirdo. <laughs> I really liked Blow. Uh, don't get me wrong. Christoph Waltz's Blofeld was also a weirdo, and it was a little more Christoph Waltzy. But I liked it better than this guy. Cuckoo, uh, cuckoo, James. Come on, <laughs> the cuckoo well, shit. Well, the reason his was better because he like commanded so much respect. This is true. Yeah. If it, if it had here, just been that, but when he did his whole, when he revealed his actual motivation, then it became it the worst. And, and he know, had the benefit of being in a modern day bond. And, and Andrew, here, Blofeld's not aiming for world domination. He's been hired to set up world domination for another superpower. Yeah. Which we can mm-hmm. safely assume is probably China. China. Yeah. yeah. Um, the people's so he's Republic. just in it for money, which is also True. respectable in a, in a way. He's just a bat. He just wants to get paid. Yeah. This um, is true. But he doesn't and really also, care he survives. about domination. He lives. He gets away. That That's a that's a notch in the... Uh... In, in a real weird way, but yeah, he does get away. <laughs> he does get away. <laughs> okay. But that, you know, hey, you know, we're going to agree to disagree. So, <laughs> obviously, I enjoyed this movie. So, for entertainment value, I gave it an 84. I had a blast. Even right. during the crazy, pointless parts of the wedding, I was still enjoying myself. Uh, if only to go, why on earth is this happening? Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I left it with a smile on my face. Went and, went and revisited the uh, song. And then a couple parts to to make some additional notes, and I you know had a great time. Wow, mm-hmm. okay. I gave it a sixty-one. Okay. For as much as I loved the first half, in the second half I wrote "boring" down, I think five times yeah. on my notebook, and like I always say, I mean Andrew fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I dozed off (laughs) in an action movie. I wrote boring five times. You have Blofeld explaining his plan, the wedding, and a couple of other things. So you have to detract so much for that in my own subjective scoring system. So Mm -hmm. 61. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. Um, I will say this. I gave it a 75. And that's just because I really did enjoy the first part of this movie a lot. A lot more than I thought for a Connery movie. And the end was okay. Uh, but 
it would have got higher if they just didn't fuck it up just, in the just middle. Cut it down thirty minutes. Yeah. It's so yeah, fine. seventy-five for me. With that, those are our all of our scores. Andrew, tabulate away. Tell us what do we got. All right. So the highest score for this movie comes from Corey at seventy-nine point two nine. Damn. Yeah. Uh. Next up is going to be me. I came in at 70.43. And then Blaine gave it the lowest score with an even 64. Hey. Okay. So our overall score for You Only Live Twice comes out to 71.24. Not a bad score. All right. Yeah, let's. I'm guessing second place. All right. So now's the time we go to the overall and see where You Only Live Twice stands in the rankings. And as of right now, You Only Live Twice is currently in third place. It is behind Goldfinger at 75.10 and Spectre at 74.86. Yep, but still did better than Moonraker and Man with a Golden Gun and Casino Royale 2006. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, so third place for You Only Live Twice. Okay, sorry. How far out of second place is? Uh, give or take three points. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. There's going to be some swings coming up. I'm sure. I, I, I've got some. I'm, I'm. There's a couple that I'm really curious if we're going to break into the 80s or if we're going to mainly be around the 70s on most of these movies. Oh, I thought you meant the decade. I was like, yeah, the 80s is going to be interesting. Yeah, to there's look some at. movies in the 80s. Yeah, there's movies in every decade. <laughs> yeah. I think we're gonna. I think we'll hit the '80s for maybe one or two, or higher. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Probably so. But I mean, overall, we all had uh, our our scores were pretty close. Yeah, that's in most not of bad. these categories, mm-hmm. except for it's, that '91. You. It's the song. On. The song <laughs> the is the swing. I just liked it. I even I wrote mean, down a score when I was when I watched the first time, and then I changed it after I watched the second. I was like, I just like this song. You were moved, man. You were moved, moved, my my original music score before I listened to it the second time was a twenty-seven. Woo! <laughs> well, thank God you listened to it the second time. Yep. Thank God you went back. I guess. <laughs> well, it's also I wrote it down right when I heard the opening, and then I heard the melody, the score later in the movie behind the action sequences. So I bumped it up again. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know. I get you. Yeah, but awesome time. Good movie. What do we got next week? Well, guys, next week we are finally going to jump into the Pierce Brosnan-verse. Huh? And we're going to be doing Tomorrow Never Dies. Is that about 1998 or so? Sure. 97? <laughs> I haven't quite researched enough, but yeah, sure. Hit in the 90s. Oh, man. Let's it's going to be huge. It. All right. Huge. Well, very excited. Well... Everybody, thanks for joining us again. Once again, this has been us. This has been me playing. (laughs) This has been us. (laughs) Judgment. Judgment.